Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Oh, yes, indeed. It's summer breakfast here at SENHQ. Great to have your company on a Tuesday morning. Uh, Nice, moderate temperatures for now, but she is going to be a cooker today. So play it smart, play it safe, and look after yourself and your loved ones today. She's going to be pretty warm. Dr. Peter Larkin, speaking of warm, I'm a cafe menu, official coffee partner, just bubbling away at the moment here. Dr. Peter Larkins is going to join us. Freshly back from a conference over there in the US and there's injuries in footy, there's injuries in tennis, concussions a factor as well. We'll catch up with one of the best in the business a little bit later on. BP, part of the furniture this time of year, SEN tennis commentator, hasn't he? Got plenty to work with. Last fan standing back once again, thanks to our great mates at Maccas and questions without notice as I look across... Oh, to the delightful, beaming, smiley, vibrant face this morning as well. He's had a good sleep. Simon O'Donnell yeah, is in the chair. I'm up and about. Scoop. Uh, Sam, I am. I'm up and about. Uh, I've got an update, a veggie update for you all. Spuds? We had a oh my poor God. reaction to me forgetting the spuds yesterday. So your first batch of spuds have been given away. We're having a, another harvest on Wednesday of spuds and two or three other vegetables. Should I be worried that you've already dispensed with the spuds? Should I be concerned over their longevity? No, no, you're getting a fresh lot. Yes, I know, but the, these spuds are only a couple of days old, were they not? They, they were, but um, I was I was, uh, I was, was the subject of great ridicule yesterday because I forgot them to bring them in. Yes. And if you don't care about them, I do, so... The bride gave you a hard time. And so she gave them away to who... She thought she should give them away too. She wasn't prepared to wait another day. So the spuds I did have for you are now gone. But I'm going to add a couple of things to it. So the harvest will happen Wednesday. I'm thinking Thursday is our day where I can at least say, well, there. There's a bit of home produce for you. Well, your delivery um, behaviour is poor and your manner is is poor. poor. However, your tennis eye is sharp as. Now, you predicted that Rafa Nadal would be in for a torrent a hard time up against uh, Draper, and he was. was. Four sets, three of them pretty tough. Mm. Pretty tough match, that one, for Rafa Nadal to navigate first up, and you were all over this. Yeah. Gee, Rafa had some bad time. Un-Rafa stuff was going on. I watched nearly all of that yesterday afternoon. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Young Draper, he's just a young fella finding out who he is, I think. But he was always going to be a tricky first upper, and uh, and he was. How many many matches do you reckon Rafa's played? He would have played thousands of tennis matches in his career. Just, Thousands. I'm quite liking. What are you, are you? Are you liking the chatter between the box and the coach? The, sorry, the coach in the box and the player. When it's when it's entertaining enough, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, but I think it's good. You know, yeah. they're, they're trying to figure out. Yes, I think um, you know Rafa's coach is sort of you know, just hit it. <laughs> you know, like it was a simple thing. Just hit it. Right. Get aggressive. Just what about it. what about the chatter between the chair umpire and Rafa at one point? So what I was getting at is Rafa's played goodness knows how many matches, thousands. Everything's been done. Everything's been seen mm. and experienced in his matches, you would think. 
Up until yesterday. The ball boy stole his racket. His racket got nicked by a ball kid, and we were doing some thinking. Brooks in our pre-show, and there's a fair old conspiracy theory with this. You remember Rafa was the one over the weekend who said the balls are a poorer quality. Much worse balls Mm. compared to the Australian Mm. Open 2022. Is this the ball kid's revenge? You knock our balls, we're taking your racket. He took the wrong one. The one that needed to be restrung was still sitting there, and Johnny Alexander in commentary was aghast. He said, this is a massive deal. This is a huge blunder. Mm. He, he would know the tension of that racket, the strings, everything. He would have them laid out, the racket that he wants to use in each stage of the match. Johnny we, Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, sorry. We, we cannot, Johnny Alexander, we cannot proceed until this gets corrected mm. and the chair umpires on the blower and we need the racket back. Hopefully it hasn't been. And Rafa went and spoke to Draper as well. Said, sorry, mate, the ball boy stole yeah, a racket. That's right. <laughs> it was quite, quite that's, comical. That's right. <laughs> oh, geez, I tell you what, our, our family, oh, we were all glued as a family at home on the couch last night watching big Johnny Millman get through. Mm. And we were cheering every point. I, there's something special about the Aussies in the early rounds. And yes, yes. Um, he won in five for only the third time in his career. I think add on court three against the Swiss Mark Andrea Husler. And as I say, there's something special about the crowd on those outside courts in the early days of the Australian Open. Boy, there was some loud cheering going on first. 33, Johnny. Johnny. Yep. 33. And, and look, how far he gets, he'll, he'll give it his best shot. I was trying to think, where's your – I was watching yesterday saying, right, what's next for Johnny Millman? I'm seeing him being the next Darren Cale. Now, Darren Cale was really good player. Yep. But not quite – in the, in the Top star, mm-hmm. yeah, star status. Great fella, Johnny Millman. Yeah. Great. Player. I think he's going to be one of those great coaches, Johnny Millman, that, that once he's, he hangs up his racket, he, because he does everything so hard, you know, he's not, he's not six foot six and he, he works hard on his fitness. He does, you know, he works the percentages. He just out-muscled that guy yesterday. You know, it was, it was fantastic what he did. Yeah. I thought, right, wonder what, what you do next because you've got quite a following because everyone just knows he leaves it all out there. Well, he lives and breathes it. You know, oh, he's invested in fantastic. the sport, not just what he does on the court, but the grassroots level, participation yeah. rates, everything, Great administration, coach. everything. So maybe you're right. I He'll wonder have if a he's number still... of world number ones in his time. You watch. I wonder if he still goes over the road uh, from his home up there. I think he's on the Gold Coast and plays bingo at the local uh, bowls club. He was known to do that. I noticed he did the... Yeah. Did the... Thank Father, Son, to the Holy Almighty Ghost and everything at the, yeah, end? at the end of it. Yeah, the Maddie Hayden. Is Francis TFO? What's with that outfit? I mean, I sent it to you yesterday. It's a rip. <laughs> he's just a booted outfit that uh, he's, he's as entertaining as he's played. The big foe, as they mm. call him. I don't know how to even describe it. It's sleeveless. It's very bright, um, and it's drawn and raised plenty of eyebrows on social media. It's a modern day Ken Doan. It. Thank you. Thank you very much. What an outfit, though. And he's there with the high sock, the high short, the singlet top. Pre-match, he's watching the monitors down in the, in the bunker there at Rod Laver, Melbourne Park, with the, the, big, uh, the big headphones on as well. Amazing. Amazing. Nick's uh, out. Spudgate continues. Yeah, Nicky's out. We'll get Nick's to that in out. a moment. These spuds would want to be good after this build-up. That's from Chris, our mate out in Point Cook. They are very good, Chris. I'm telling you right now. Death, taxes, and Millman in five at the Aussie Open. Uh, I'll be going to the tennis tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll see Olivia and the other Aussies. Yeah, well, the Aussies had a good day yesterday. Um, we'll break that down later mm. on with Brett Phillips. But a lot more got through than we thought. A lot more got through than we thought. And by the way, speaking of names and Aussies, some of them anyway, I've got the guest list 
for the celebrities on day two. Now, I know you would... Are we going with this a bit early? Well, you were tickled or, by that. Okay, well, I've or, got the list a, for day two. Well, we can do, have, give it two runs. No, no, really let's, not, let's, let's not give it to you yet then. But I've got the four names that the Australian Open uh, publicity machine has seen fit to release. Rolled out. That are going to be courtside. Now, you ranked them in terms of uh, rows yesterday. Yeah, what row they'll sit in. So I look forward there to... There wasn't uh, a front rower yesterday. One of our very own is going to be there today. So just choose your words carefully. Hutch? One of, no. An esteemed leader Sam behind Thompson. the microphone. No, keep uh, you just keep your powder dry. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But Andy Marr. looking forward. Hey, Gazy, don't don't tell me our sports people aren't role models either. So I'm not sure how you spent your day yesterday. I spent another three hour session down at the cricket nets in the cricket oval. Now we've got a real ball in our house. Someone gave us a real ball. It's been used not in ramping. a match. Your, your kids ramping. Oh, what about that game last night? If they're ramping. I'm going to come round. They're doing everything. I'll have to. They've got to. You can't. They haven't ram yet. They've been talking about it, but it hasn't happened. Right. But what? I, I don't know what to do. For, the BBL was uh, unbelievable last night. But f- first of all, we've got a real ball at home, right? And uh, it's been used in a match, but it's still in really good nick and been looked after. Anyway. Two piece. I'll pick it up this morning. Yep. Red King. Yep. Pick it up this morning, uh, yesterday morning. And the thing has been, I don't know what's happened to it. And I asked the boys, oh, no, we got the sandpaper out. <laughs> this thing looks vicious. It would <laughs> it would be reversing just looking at it. So we get it down to the nets, and they're like, we want to face the real ball, Dad. Right? So we pad up, helmet up, box up, everything. I get this ball, and it is reversing at right angles. The swing wow. on it is unbelievable. I don't know what they've done to it. Sandpaper, pick the seam, whatever they've done. They've been fiddling in the living room for ages. This thing is swinging at right angles. We're having a great time down the nets. But then we go out on the oval, fielding practice for two hours. They invented just a boundary line that they've got to defend. Classic catches, fielding in the heat yesterday. Talk about cheap school holiday fun. Wow. It was amazing. They were loving it. That's brilliant. They were loving it. Oh, I like Classic that. catches is iconic. I like hearing that. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good fun. Good day yesterday. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Rogered at the end of it though. But then we sat down and watched the BBL. Stars in the Heat, the two worst teams in the competition this year at the MCG. What a game. Mm. What a game we witnessed. For those who went the journey with this one, you were, were rewarded because the Stars went down. Another agonising defeat in what's been a pretty miserable campaign for them. But how was Matty Renshaw mic'd up Taking the wicket while he mic'd it up too. <laughs> How about that? He was on. He was on with Fox Cricket while he was bowling early, and he ended up taking a wicket while he was mic'd up. Mm. Uh, that was incredible. That no, was incredible. Incredible to finish the game the way he finished it with a ninety with a not out, ninety not out of fifty odd deliveries. This was the moment he took the wicket though, while he was uh, piped in to the Fox Cricket commentary box. Can you just talk us through the over? We'll quiet down. Yeah. We'll leave it up to you. But tell us what you're up to. Just trying to go slow. Get into my get into my over here. It's very lucky. That's unbelievable. And then, so with the bat, they never lot to chase. Labuschagne went out cheaply. Kawaja went out cheaply. Matty Renshaw plundered 90, unbeaten, 56 deliveries. Now, Scoob, you mentioned the ramp. So they needed the heat, nine off the last over. But they still needed eight off three. Then they needed four off one. They needed a boundary off the last ball. Renshaw's on strike. So the right man at the right end. Matt Kuhneman at the other end walks up to him and says, mate, play a ramp here. Play a ramp off the last ball. He's like, mate, I don't, I don't play I don't ramps. Ramp. I don't ramp. This is the conversation as it happened. 
It's probably trying to go a bit too hard. Um, he was bowling a bit slower ball, so it was slowing up a touch. Um, Matty Coonham at the other end was mastermind behind the whole over. Just kept coming down every ball. Probably see that I was pretty cooked. Knew that I needed to try and keep a stable base. And then before that last ball, he walks up to me and goes, mate, ramp. And I was like, I don't normally ramp. And he goes, mate, just ramp. They've been bowling it all night. People have been able to ramp. So as soon as I hit it, I was just going, run, run, run. There you go. <laughs> and the ramp, geez, it teased the field. I can't remember the chasing field it was. He got within uh, you know, a couple of lengths mm. of it. Couldn't quite haul it in oh. before it hit the rope. Uh, a crazy match. Yeah. Even, it, it's cra- It's been a ripping BBL season so far, hasn't it? It has. And I hope the finals can keep you know the level up because it, it's been a the home and aways have been beauties. Some of them have been absolute rippers. To go down the last ball and need a boundary was good value for money if you were if you were there or you were hanging out watching it on TV. Uh, big day of sport yesterday. Now one of the highlights yesterday for mine was Jason Kubler claiming his first Australian Open victory. I think twelve years after his maiden appearance. I think. Depending on what you read, what you uh, listen to, it was his fourth main draw appearance at his home Grand Slam, and he made it out of the first round for the very first time yesterday against the Argentine Sebastian Bays. It was 6-4-6-4-6-4. Great story. We wanted to get Jason on, but we were told it was too early. Too yeah. early. We put in the request for 8.40 a.m. <laughs> still too, too early. Still too early. They must sleep well, these tennis players. Yeah. His match finished in the Arvo, didn't they? Yeah. Anyway, we tried. We tried anyway. We've uh, still got a great McCafe menu to come. Peter Larkins, Brett Phillips. Last fan standing still ahead of us. Paul Aikens text in. Agreed, gentlemen. Millman is a ripper. Talks to everyone. Remembers his roots. Very humble. Uh, good on you, Paul. Adding Q. And another question for you here. You sure you don't do the Bundaberg ads on Channel 10? Yes. Because we're told here, if it isn't you, then uh, people are in shock. But you've told us before it's not you. No, it's not me. Okay. It's not me. All right. We'll take a break. Our first one here on Summer Breakfast. You sure it's not you? No, it's not me. Just get your spuds sorted out, will you? Well, if they I'm don't arrive in the next... it, 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 my Memory's not great, and I have to trip over them to remember them in the morning. It's very early. And we've got a late entrant here as a guest as well. Actually, good idea is I could put them in the car, couldn't I? Oh. Before, the night before. Oh. Then I can't forget them. That would be a very good idea. That's it. We haven't forgotten Akana Murray Bartlett. She's going to join us a little bit later on, too. We spoke to her. I want to say the week before last, wasn't it? Scoob, or was it last week? No, last week. Last week. She finished yesterday, 150-odd consecutive marathons. We love her. We love what she's done. It's absolutely incredible. She's going to join us a little bit later on as well, having finished uh, at the Tan Track yesterday here in Melbourne. We'll catch up with Akana Murray Bartlett, a phenomenal feat. SEM Breakfast is for the Kogan Money credit card, packed full of value, uh, plenty to come today. Stay with us. And drop us a text anytime you like on the Temper 40 wing. So 433 The lines are open. one 736 How are you navigating the heat today? Are you working? Are you beaching? Are you pooling? Are you just staying indoors and conceding defeat? It's going to get to 36, 37, I reckon, today. Hotter in other parts of the country and the state as well. So how are you navigating that? Uh, we'll be back on Summer Brecky right after this. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. On the way to the site now, navigating the heat by barracking harder than Scoob in the 08 Cup for the Mercury to hit 35 ASAP. Tools down, boys, says Billy. 35 the cutoff on the site, obviously, is according to mm. Billy. Well, um, they'll, they'll, I think they'll, they'll get there. They'll get off site today. I'll just have a look here because the Bureau of Meteorology are never wrong. We know that. It's just about when it's supposedly going to hit uh, 35. As I have a look at the time, I reckon by well by 1 p.m. 
I'm told here on the app. It'll be nudging 35 and up into the 36s until 4 and 5 o'clock. So, Billy, you've got about half a day's work in you there, I reckon. So, a good morning to you, Billy, and uh, just watch the mercury rise. It's going to be warm. It's certainly going to be warm at the tennis. Uh, faces in the crowd, though. I said I got that little email oh. in my inbox. They sent it through at 12.30 a.m. Who's going today? Okay. Yeah, I want your assessment on this. Mm-hmm. So you know the, a lot of these men very well. And they're rated first, second, and third rowers. It's, it's actually symbolic that this man is here. Or actually, there's one more row. There's nearer the exit. <laughs> okay. Well, this man's the face of air conditioning in Australia. He's Mr. Fujitsu himself. Oh, Tubby. He's the former captain of Australia, Mark Tubby Taylor, guest of nine at the tennis. What row have you got him in? Second. Good. Good. With respect. Bucks. Okay. Equal level with Bucks. Second row. Legend of Australian cricket. Another guest of nine. Chapelli. Ian Chapel. D. Oh. <laughs> Third. Oh, All right. what about the big? What about the big fella? He's an NBA legend. We know he's in the country. He's been in the town recently. Uh, Dallas Mavericks superstar, former in the NBA, Dirk Nowitzki. It's his second day. He's done. Oh, he did yesterday. Day one and two. He did he's back for more. Well, Where did you have him yesterday? I, I didn't rate him yesterday. I don't think. Okay. Yeah, front row. Well, ungraded front, front row. I think he's a front rower. Yep. He's an international front sports star. Bit hard on chaps, second row chaps. Now, the day session, our final name is one of our very own. Our esteemed leader in this time slot sits in this very chair. The hard act to follow. Wisp. Garrity Lyon. Oh, no. Former AFL player, oh. Melbourne Team of the Century member, Melbourne icon, Gary Lyon. Uh, oh, front row. Front row? Between second and third row. <gasps> second and third row. I'm really interested in this list. This is serious. I'm being serious now. The tournament goes for 14 days. As the tournament goes on, I'm really interested to see which way this list turns. You f- Are you we just filling spots do early think, doors? Do you think this is going to be building to some sort of big crescendo? Well, I'm, I'm assuming. Then everyone on this list should take offence. I would. If you know, it comes day 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and they roll out the A-listers, I mean, you're just a seat filler. That's all you are, is <laughs> no, a seat filler. Do you reckon it works that way? Do you reckon we're going to have, like Dirk Nowitzki, we're going to have double-ups and triple-ups? No, no, no. Well, Dirk, Dirk, no, no. I'm, I'm happy with Dirk in the front row, but there's no one there. You've, that's not. There's no front rows there. Yeah, Tubby was trying to swagger his way down to the front row. But I'd say in the lunch you'll be with, you know, with um, uh, Neil Fraser and, you know, with the Hoy Polloi, Johnny Alexander, he'll be there. Mm-hmm. He'll be the Hoy Polloi. I don't know who Gary will be with. Gary will expect people to come to him, <laughs> and I don't think many will. So I think he's going to have to open up a bit today and be a little friendlier than he usually is and go and open himself up to people and talk to people. Uh, Embrace them. Morning, fellas. Braving the heat, playing in our final T20 game for the season against Lang Lang in the Casey Cardinia Cricket Association. That's from Aaron in Hampton Park. Geez, Azza, she'll be warm today. She'll be warm today for the T20. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Certainly will be. Cooker. And Cam's reminding us. I'm thinking that'll be after work, won't it, that game? Uh, Let us know what time that is. Yeah, let's see. um, Cam. Casey Cardinia Cricket Association aren't professional, are they? No. Cam's reminded us of Ricky Hijikata, uh, the wild card, the Aussie wild card, came from two sets down to win he yesterday. 
He Biggest did. win of his life, of his career. Yep. And didn't he go nuts afterwards, Cam? Uh, two sets to love, Dan Cam says. Crowd was going nuts in the fifth set. What a way to win. You know who he's got next, though, Ricky? Just the small assignment of taking on the man who might win the whole thing. Stefanos Tsitsipas. He looked good last night, Stefanos. Didn't he? he so I would assume that Ricky's about to play, well, he is going to play the biggest game of his career, and he's going to be on one of the main courts as well. So straight from court, whatever he was on yesterday, to the big dance. I'm sure BP's across it, but Novak last night was meant to train at seven. Yeah, I saw that. Should we be worried? Put it back till eight and came out with the hemi taped up. So he did come out though? Yes. Because when I was following it, he, he'd cancelled it and yeah, they weren't no, sure if he, he came was out an try. hour later, but he had the hemi all taped up. Not another withdrawal. Not a nice way to start a Grand Slam, is it, with a dodgy hemi? Not another withdrawal. What was that that came out of Nick Kyrgios's knee too? That was that photo that he posted oh, yeah. from his Instagram, that sort of dark-coloured yeah. gunk that, that was drained out of his knee, that he'd been sore for... Fluid with a bit of blood through it. Several, that looked like a jelly-like substance. Yeah. Oh, goodness me, that was gross. But uh, he's that's out. A, that's Tame. a bummer, that. That's a, that really took the air out of Melbourne Park bummer. yesterday, didn't it? So um, we wish him well in his recovery. In fact, uh, Peter Larkins was tweeting about that yesterday, so we'll get the doc's take on it a little bit uh, later on. Um, the open line's one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Drop us a text anytime on the temper forty wings text oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Bit harsh, Simon. Gaz is definitely a front row person. Will be sitting next to Bucks. Yeah, I well, agree, Vic. Bucks is not front row. Second row, Bucks. Jeez. If Dirk is front row, let's hope Tubby in the second row is directly behind him. Won't see a thing. That's from Beetle. <laughs> Wouldn't want to sit behind Dirk, I don't reckon, at any event. Uh, righto, we've got the news headlines coming up. Adam Pavlou's got those. And uh, a reminder, the Temper 40 Winks. They are the consumer's choice winner temper mattresses. They've got the pillows, the adjustable bases, and they conform to the exact shape of your body. After the news, we've got a sports update. Stay with us. Show boys, but seriously, calm down over the heat, says Greg. That's a winter's day up here in Brisbane. <laughs> Go on, Greg. What about juice in Heidelberg? Do you want to um, make sure you have plenty of juice on hand today, Juice? Morning, guys. Uh, laying a roof this morning, and like the other fella, we have a T20 match tonight after bowling 80 overs on Saturday in the heat. Jeez, if you're a roof plumber today, you're going to earn your bickies, aren't you? Ray. What? Morning, boys. On the morning coffee run, listening from Queenstown, New Zealand. What a part of the world, Ray. You are lucky to be there. Um, I'm envious of you. Gary will be sporting the big summer beard, so no one will recognise him, according to Ross. And you might well be right there, Ross. Finally got that pizza oven too, Gary. Did he? He finally got the Gosney, the big dome. I so think today, if you're on, on the his, guest list, yes. I think you get, you know, you, you've got, you go to the official luncheon, Tennis Australia luncheon. And that's where the day starts, where I reckon you start to figure out what row you're in. But you've got to... Embrace people at the lunch. You've got to go in and talk to them. And Gary, you know, being a bit on the moody side, you know, he just whips <laughs> down the back and grabs a chair. And doesn't want to. Not at all. Converse with anyone. I, I think he's he's got to get out of that today. Yeah, haven't you seen him in full flight? He holds a room like nobody. No, else. no, not 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 in my experience. Uh, in mine, no. he does. Oh, no. absolutely. I reckon he'll be up for it. Um, mm. Okay, sports update is for Toro. Above or below ground, you can count on Toro. And it's Nick Kyrgios who was withdrawn. That was a big story yesterday from the Australian Open. It's an ongoing knee injury, a lateral meniscus tear. He's got a cyst in there. We'll chat to Doc Larkins at 8 o'clock today about that and some footy topics. Poor old Marcus Adams up there in Brisbane just cannot get himself right. They're saying he might already, 
most likely be out for the season with that delayed concussion that he copped at the back end of last year. So we'll get the doc's take on that. Uh, yesterday's action quickly. John Millman, he won an epic five-setter stand. Orinka lost his first-round match. Sitsipas got through in straight sets. In fact, all the big the big names and the big seeds are untroubled, uh, Simon. Ricky Hijikata we spoke about. Two sets down, no matter. Gets up to win in five. He's got Sitsipas next. Jason Kubler won in straight sets. Rafa Nadal was challenged, but he beat Scotty Draper in four. Storm Hunter, the Aussie, Talia Gibson, her compatriot, they were, both went down in straight sets, unfortunately. Olivia Gadecki, though, as something of uh, Ash Barty's prodigy, won seven five six one, while Jess Pagula won easily. And the first seed, Iga Sviatek, uh, also won last night. I've had a Good few work each, on that name. No, I've had, well I think done. it's Fiontech. I've had a f- bit each way on Iga. Yeah. We'll double check with BP later. I mentioned Marcus Adams could be ruled out for the entirety of 2023. It was against Carlton in round 21. The ongoing symptoms he still has from that concussion that he copped against the Blues and plenty of injury news around in the AFL yesterday, Scoob. So mm. Nathan Kruger, more bad luck for him. He's going to miss the start of the season with shoulder surgery at Collingwood. Josh Gibkus, big injury out there at Richmond. His hamstring uh, might even be a, a tendon off the bone sort of a job. So that's going to be a big injury for him. But um, we'll know more shortly. And Jack Hayes, speaking of being unlucky. Wow. The man who took ACL. Uh, the comp by Storm early at the Saints. ACL, followed now by a serious foot injury. I think it's a, a metatarsal. Ten weeks on the sidelines mm. for Jack Hayes. That's an, another injury blow for your Saints. I think they put him to sleep today or tomorrow to operate on that. Yes. So, so Max so. King down. Jack Hayes one down. One mate. One two, two men who can take a pluck, kick Another a goal. Opens. What about the Wallabies going back to the future? Speaking of doors closing and opening, they've sacked their coach Dave Rennie less than eight months before the Men's Rugby World Cup. which Couldn't is be all... a worst coaching oh, job to get than the Wallabies, don't reckon, I reckon? I reckon there is. I reckon it's the worst. I reckon Chelsea Football Club and the EPL would be uh, up there. They turn them over pretty quick. Yeah, but you only have to coach them for a year and it changes your life. Not you even that. Then you paid. get a $5 million payout. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But... Dave Rennie sacked um, the World Cup this year in France for, for Rugby Union. Former coach, 18 years after he, he had the job, he took us to the a home World Cup final in 03. Eddie Jones, who sacked by England, had some success largely over the seven years he was with England. Now returns to the Australian setup. Doesn't suffer fools, Eddie Jones. Demands performance. So mm-hmm. this is going to go one way or the other, you'd think, eight months out from the World Cup. Matty Renshaw, the star last night, an unbeaten 90 against the Stars, 56-odd balls. A ramp shot off the final ball, which went for four and secured the win. And they needed the boundary to win too, the Heat. He also took a wicket as well. And South East Melbourne Phoenix, they went down by five points to the Brisbane Bullets last night. Some saying off the text they choked. I didn't see this match, but they were in front into the final period and they were rolled by the bullets. Meg Lanning made a successful return to cricket yesterday, Simon. Did you see any of this? She was never gone. It was, the timing and her batting oh, was amazing. 67 fantastic. in uh, Australia's win over Pakistan. But the story of the day was the debutante and the mm. teenager, Phoebe uh, Litchfield, Brilliant. An unbeaten 78 runs and earning player of the match. Aussies cruising. Won by eight wickets um, under the Duckworth-Lewis system. Bit of rain up there at Allen Border Field. So good start by them against Pakistan. It was. um, Good to see Meg leaning back. Love the way she goes about it. And and they just keep producing players. It's a conveyor belt of talent, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. It's just fantastic. You know, Alyssa Healy out. New face comes in. 78. Boom. 
And Alex Manley, Aussie cyclist from Jaco Alula, she won stage two of the women's tour down under. There was a sprint uh, limited field, made it through the Adelaide Hills to contest the final. Amanda Spratt, another Aussie, attacked on Mount Lofty with 11k to go, but she was reeled in 500 metres from the line, Simon, and then the bunch contested it, and Alex Manley got it done. Now, the men start tonight in the prologue in uh, in Adelaide, and um, we'll keep an eye on the tour down under over the course of the week and into the weekend. We're talking about young um, Draper that played... Raffi yesterday. Scotty, I was I yep. was thinking during the day, Scotty Draper was the oh, sorry, Aussie. Wasn't I kept he? saying Jack. Now, where is Scotty Draper? Scotty Draper is the he, Aussie. He, he yes. was yeah. Now he's a left hand tennis Why player. Do I get him confused? He either played right hand just as well, or he played both with golf. He went to professional golf after tennis. I remember he played a couple of pro tournaments from a golfing oh, point of view after he retired from tennis. Scotty right. Draper, you're dead right. And I just I haven't. Heard of him for a few years. Oh, I'm wondering if he's still on the playing circuit golf. playing golf. I don't know. Anyone who knows anything about Scotty Draper and where he's at, uh, give us a give us a call. We were talking about dual sports men and women the other day, weren't we? Mm. We didn't mention Scotland. Yeah, Scotty. Scotty's a man. Okay, he's right the man. Uh, Let us know where where he's at because I, I just haven't heard from him because his his talents in both tennis and golf were extraordinary. Uh, great to see him break through yesterday, though. Uh, fantastic. Who Scotty Draper? Yeah. He wasn't playing. No, who played? Who's the Aussie? I'm keep getting confused with that won yesterday. Oh, damn! Oh yeah, um, the 29 year old that's always yeah. been injured. I um, can't remember his name now. Yeah, just I'll, escaped me. I'll, Thank you, Jason Kubler. Yeah, that's it. Why Kubler. am I getting Scotty Draper and Jason Kubler confused? The 12. I was. I was 29. Loving, Jason Kubler. I was loving Kubler. It was 12 years after he first contested the first draw of the yep. Australian Open. He finally He's had won. injuries and had a, had a horror run and, and Thank gets you. through yesterday. Thank you. Thank you very much. And and as we've now learned, loves and Draper. Loves the sleeping. Kubler and Draper. Yeah, don't Draper. don't don't keep saying them because you'll yeah. confuse me even more. Uh, I'm not confused about Toro though. They power our sports update above a blow ground. You can count on Toro. We'll take a break here and be back on summer breakfast right after this. Mate. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fees. Summer breakfast. George is texting. Just, I reckon we get this question this time every year, Scoob, or one similar. George is asking or proposing. Just imagine if Nick Kyrgios had Alex Demonor's heart and attitude. But this is sport in a nutshell, isn't it? It is more talent, yes, but at the top level, much, much more than talent. Application, heart, desire, mm. courage, resilience, the mental capacity to focus. What a complex package. Isn't he? Isn't he? But if he was any other package, he wouldn't work. Nick Curios has to be Nick Curios. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Oh, that's very deep from you early on. No, but it doesn't work. Why not? Cause Why it, can't you have that talent? No, but, but you can't because it's not. Well, of course you can. But it, but if he had Alex Demonor's Novak attitude. Novak Djokovic has got the talent. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have... The shots he played because he'd be far more. Well, he uh, wouldn't be doing the tweeners. Structured he, in what he did. He wouldn't be serving between his legs, but he might be world number one. But it's more it, than that, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it is. It's it, more, it, not it, everyone is cut from the same cloth. He, he won't. He wouldn't be able to play those shots if he wasn't who he is. Having said that, I really feel for him over that knee because oh, you yeah. could see the devastation in him yesterday. That was that was genuine, and mm. the disappointment was real. And you sense that he really. Felt like, for what it's worth, he had a chance to go deep into the tournament. And if he felt that, then you can understand the disappointment. Jeff's in Manor Lakes. He's called in as well this morning. Jeff, welcome to you. G'day, guys. Look, um, 
I'd probably miss the end of that text. But anyone doubting that Nick Kyrgios could actually play with his knee needs to have a good hard look at themselves. I actually had um, the same thing on my knee going back about 37 years ago. And I'll admit, my first doctor didn't diagnose it, didn't know anything about it. And and I had to go through a fair bit of pain, knee locking, everything like that. Second doctor did it, you know, and I was able to recover pretty quickly. But Would have taken you, you know, two months, it, it, but... Jeff, in those days, that long ago, if you had that operation, there would have it would have been a big scar down the front of your knee, and it would have taken you ages to get back on your feet. Yeah, it certainly did. And you know, I know the first couple of weeks I was in pain. You know, I did go to work probably the third day, but then I, I had to take the rest of the week off because I just couldn't, you know, hold it up um, with at work. So, you know, it's just it is. It's very painful. And there's just no way he could play tennis. I, 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 I commend the guy for even trying, yep. you know, and, to, you know, playing on Friday night with it. Well, and that was just a bit of a hit. But, yeah, Jeff, I reckon that we didn't know it at the time. We thought it was a hit and giggle and an exhibition. That that might have just been the ultimate stress test for him, a fitness test, if you like, that no one knew about at the time. And obviously um, he's pulled up incredibly sore from that exhibition game against um, Novak Djokovic as well. But it's a shame because um, mm. he's a big, big story for the Australian Open. He generates interest, publicity, ticket sales. I mean, that, that exhibition, that hit and giggle sold out in 58 minutes. Yep. So he's he's all things organisers would love broadcasters as well. There'd be spitting chips in there at nine that he's not going to be there. So some Jeff, of those night matches would have been massive yeah, huge. ratings numbers. And yeah, no, it's uh, you know first things first. You, you feel for for Nick because you know he he wanted to be here for all the all the uh, um, all that's written about him, all the opinions that are given on him. Mm. You know, bottom line is he he, he loves to to get to these big grand slams and try and put on a show, and he, and he can't do it. Happy to talk about that at 7 o'clock, actually. So uh, we might get into Nick Kyrgios a little bit uh, more then, talk some footy as well. Dr. Peter Larkins will give us his take as well. He'll have, he'll have a far more intimate understanding of uh, the nature of the injury and the rehab out the other side of it. Brian Indramana, though, he's the one for the sceptics. So Kyrgios was never going to play, and Tennis Australia knew it for weeks, and they delayed the announcement to not affect ticket sales, and that's a fact. I'm not sure about that, Brian, but uh, welcome to your view, of course, and we'll always uh, air it if you text in. Um, Rightio, Scoob. What else was I going to mention? Eddie Jones, just coming back to the Wallabies for a yeah. second. Um, I think this is a good appointment. You said that would there be a more difficult job in world sport? Well, I'm not so sure. Difficult coaching job. Yeah. Over the journey. He's overseeing the women's team as well. Over um, the journey, the Wallabies, it's been a revolving door. He said he's got one last big job in him, mm. and it is a big job, isn't it? But uh, anyway, he said the Aussies have got some good young talent. Wonderful opportunity for me to be able to come home, lead my nation to a Rugby World Cup. He said it's going to be an immense period for Australian rugby, and as a proud Australian, a great honour to be able to come home and lead the national team during these years. So he's contracted until uh, 2025 uh, when the British and Irish Lions come back out. Here in 2025, which is, is there a World a big Cup event. in between that. There's a World Cup this year. Yeah, World Cup this year in France, which will be huge. Oh. So uh, that's why he's been piloted in. Mbappe play. David, 
no, Mbappe probably wouldn't be great. Oh, it might be handy on a wing, actually. I'm not sure they'd catch him, but if they did catch him, <laughs> if they did catch him, there'd be trouble. Messi. If Nick if Nick wasn't Nick, Australian tennis would be duller than an Indian test wicket. That's from Justin in Geelong. I think we're going to miss him. Oh, we are going to miss And I think him. even his critics are going to miss him. Horrible he's out. It's, uh, it's going to leave a hole in, yeah. in the Australian Open, obviously, at the other side of Ash Barty. Who else is going to serve under well. Who else is? That's exactly right. Where's our underarm serve going to come from? Johnny Millman? <laughs> No, I don't think he'll be, he'll be doing the Under Armours. Uh, Dr. Peter Larkin's going to join us. Uh, BP will run us through all of that and the wider um, implications and consequences and what took place yesterday on day one at the Australian Open. SEN tennis commentator and Akana Murray Bartlett's going to join us as well. Putting her feet up for a well-earned rest. Cheers today after finishing that trek uh, down from the top end of Australia. I think she's going there. for a run today just no. to get the lactic acid out. Surely not. Surely, <laughs> but you can ask her that. Uh, maybe a, a slight trot around the block for her. Oh, blimey. Uh, weather update today. City Power supplying power to homes in the CBD and in a suburb. She's a hot one. Hold, uh, top of 26 in Melbourne today. It was pretty warm last top night. Of what? 36, rather. Jeez. I'm a bit sloppy today, aren't I? For a bloke who's had a good night's sleep, that oh, I have game of cricket in the uh, afternoon yesterday has thrown you right off. A bit late to bed last night, actually. What time did you hit the sack last night? Seven thirty. Cheap as that's good. Ripping sleep. The sun's still blazing at seven thirty. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Shut the blinds. Bang. <laughs> right. Bit of BBL, bit of tennis. Fell asleep. I'll sharpen up. Alarm went off ten to four, and here I am looking at you. Jeez, Jeez I wish I was still in bed. What a sight. <laughs> Back after this. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Uh, Roy's given us some fun facts on a Tuesday morning. I'll tell you uh, what a fun fact is. Okay. I'll give you a fun fact. Go on. Five minutes ago, there was something I thought was really important I needed to Google during the break. I forgot where it was. Right. Can you can't help, help me? Can't help you with that. Okay, I, I'm not inside your mind. Sorry, mate. Something to do with the spuds that you haven't delivered? Delivery no, methods? No, it's not delivery. Packaging for spuds? No, not packaging, no. It's had nothing to do with what we were Anything talking Anything to do earlier. with Scott Draper or Jack Draper or any Draper? Scott, or Jason Kubler? Scott Draper. Scott Draper's golf? Keep talking. Scotty Draper, yeah. you were interested in his golf and yes, you didn't get any answers that you wanted off no, the text and, either. And, and hence, I'm going to Google. While you do that, Roy's texting, I like this, you won't. But Roy says, interesting facts Tuesday. First five international wickets by Scooby-Doo. Roy Dias. What did you describe Roy Dias as? The uh, Sri Lankan Bradman. Bradman. Uh, Desmond Haynes was next. There's a player of quality. Well, the Sri Lankan West Indian. You got little Gus. I mean the, uh, <laughs> the, the Bradman of the West Indies. You got uh, little Gus Logie out next. Amal Silva. And then Ranjan Matagali. Who's Ranjan? Not familiar Do you know the interesting thing of all those five? Yes. They're all caught outside the circle. No one's no. Well, maybe because Roy's broken it down for us. Oh. Two caught by Hog. <laughs> well, he'd be outside the circle. And Border he'd... two by Abbey. He would have been at mid wicket. So I smashed a mid wicket. Smashing me through mid wicket. <laughs> he was the mid wicket. So even bowled one or got one caught behind yet. One caught by Rickson. Well, he's the wicket keeper. So that's good. And a guy he went to boarding school with. Yeah, that was when Desi Haynes hit me over the, <laughs> hit me for six and. One of my mates I used to go to boarding school with caught it. <laughs> That's right. Roy's all over it. How's that? F- funny enough, his first catch was Desmond Haynes. Do you remember that? No. So your one of your wickets, you, your old mate from boarding school caught it in the outer. Yes. Listen, he bought it. He caught it in the outer. Who gives a toss? What a great! That would have been a great Who cares? day. He goes along to watch you play for Australia, and he takes the catch in the outer. The, the stunning thing about that is, um, knowing my mates from boarding school and who was there that day. 
that was the second innings of the match. Australia batted first. Yeah. How they even knew the ball was coming near them. <laughs> it's been a big day <laughs> and a big test. Uh, together with Maccas, today we're giving you and a mate or a, a loved one or a friend, whoever you like, a chance to win a trip to Delhi for the second test. India and Australia in February, all thanks to Maccas. You've just got to be crowned last fan standing today and then you go into our grand final on Monday, January 30, when all of our daily winners from the month We'll go into the final last fan standing quiz. We've got our 11 questions today, Scoob. We've had six winners so far. We need another nine. It's after eight, not early. Join us after after eight, eight, indeed. Thank you. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back and welcome aboard if you're just tuning in for the first time today. A sunny Tuesday morning in Melbourne town. The McCafe menu is a group of fresh hot one here. Our official coffee partner, Dr. Peter Larkins, our sports doctor extraordinaire, will join us. BP, uh, we'll set the scene for day two and review day one down there at Melbourne Park. SCN tennis guru, Akana Murray Bartlett, marathon sensation, is going to join us as well. And last fan standing in our final hour, thanks to Maccas. And just looking at the forecast today, 36 the top. Now... We got a text from uh, old mate up in Brisbane saying that's just a winter's day out there. Well, I'll look up at the news and they're expecting 500 mil of rain in Mackay today. Yeah. 500 mil. Up north. A wow, flood, really? real flood warning uh, up in mm. that part of the world. I'm so going to go to the bomb and just make sure that that's right. Hopefully everyone stays safe and well up in that part of the world yeah, because uh, they've certainly there. copped it. Uh, Nick Kyrgios, uh, he copped it yesterday and the confirmation made official that he will not take part in the Australian Open this year. It's a hammer blow for the tournament. Uh, and for, for Nick, he's had his trainer, Will Maher, alongside him, uh, Simon. He announced his withdrawable from an event that really had him as the, the centrepiece, the documentary coming in, uh, all the fanfare and um, the demand to see him play in that, uh, in that exhibition match against Novak Djokovic. That would appear to be now what was a fitness test for Nick Kyrgios for what is uh, emerged as a, a small, we're told, small lateral meniscus tear. But he's got a cyst in there as well. And that Instagram pic that I referenced earlier of what was drained out of his knee. In fact, he's had multiple operations where they've syringed out that nasty, dark-coloured, jelly-like substance from a cyst. Um, He's in real pain, and Mm. um, he wasn't going to be able to compete at the Australian Open, um, which is is a big blow. He did speak uh, yesterday, Nick Kyrgios, on his withdrawal from the tournament. Yeah, uh, obviously extremely disappointed. you know, I, I know you guys will all, all be wondering, you know, what's going on. So, obviously, I'm just exhausted from everything and, you know, obviously pretty brutal. Um, you know, one of the most important tournaments of my career. And so it hasn't been easy at all. Yeah, obviously, a, a mixture of emotions. Um, you know, I guess after the US, it always goes back to the last Grand Slam I played was the US Open. And obviously, extremely hard. I was extremely hard on myself after um, that loss in the quarterfinals, obviously, thinking that I could win it from there on and, and obviously just had Oz Open was on the back of my mind from that day forth as soon as I got off the court against Kachanov and I, I always wanted to just do everything right and, and, and train right, tick every box and just be ready for the Oz Open and obviously this coming around is just bad timing. Um, but that's life, you know, injuries are part of the sport. Um, I guess I can draw some, you know, inspiration from someone like Thanasi who's had a bunch of injuries and, and has bounced back. So look, I'm, I'm, I'm not doubting that I'll be back to my full strength and playing the tennis I was playing um, prior to this event. So, yeah, it's, I'm devastated, obviously. It's like 
it's my home tournament. Um, I've had some great memories here, obviously last year winning the title in doubles and playing the best tennis of my life probably and, and going, into, one of, going to, into this event as one of the favourites. It's brutal. But, you know, all I can do now is just look forward, do what I need to do and just come back. Breno's on the road, uh, Simon. He's texting, lads, if you're a true sports lover, then you cannot have anything but admiration and sympathy for Kyrgios. What he has done for not only Australian tennis, but world tennis cannot be underestimated. Whatever, whether you like his personality or not, is even, uh, isn't even relevant. Anyone saying that it's good that he is out or he is no loss is not a true sports fan. Yeah, yeah, look, pe- people will have their views. I, I love it. I, I think he's fantastic for the game. Absolutely fantastic for the game. And he's probably like... Yeah, there's, there's sports people littered right across the the spectrum of sports. You know, David Warner, you either love him or you or you hate him. You know, in general, those players everywhere. You know, but he's um, warts and all, isn't he? I mean, we've yeah, got to take some bad with the good yeah, because he's known he's known for. That's what makes him so watchable, is because what's coming up next? Yeah, you're not sure what's coming no. up next. So you're sitting on the edge of your seat. You don't even know the bloke. You've never met him in your life, but you're thinking. I'm not sure what he's about to present to us, but whatever it is, it's going to be a lot of fun. So there we are watching him. I think he's, I think he's a great package. He great said package. he'd, he'd been, loss. yeah, massive loss. He said he'd been feeling discomfort in his knee for two weeks, and he'd obviously waited. There was hope that it would, uh, that it would turn the corner. He said he didn't pull up great after that hit against Novak Djokovic. He did speak on his hope that he would be able to sort of get to the start line in round one and perhaps recover on the fly. Um, so that's why he, he waited so long to, to pull out of the tournament. I got off the court yesterday and um, was dealing with it and we were going to make a call then. And I was like, you know, I've, I've worked so hard to put myself in the position, you know, to be, you know, I was ranked outside the 100, you know, a year ago. And now I've had the year I had last year and back inside you know, the 20 being seated at a Grand Slam, you know, feeling as good as I'm feeling and, and playing the way I'm feeling. Yeah, I wanted to give myself a chance. Like, you know, it was probably... I had some hope, but, you know, after today I hit with Fanasi and someone who's playing the way he's playing and he pushed me around the court a little bit and, you know, that was more of a realistic type, you know, a hit of the intensity that was coming. So I just... It was easier to make the call today. There's always outside outside noise, um, especially with me, like, you know, seeing people or past players saying, oh, you know, he's doing his own thing. Like, I'm dealing with my problems. And, you know, this was something that I was just dealing with as well as managing expectation, trying to get my body right, trying to get feel, try and feel good about my game. There was just so many things that I was dealing with. And, um, you know, I have a close-knit team and we had a very good system going. And, you know, the last two Grand Slams I've played, I've, I've made a final of Wimbledon and quarterfinals of the US Open. So we we wanted to we we felt like we had a genuine chance of winning an event, winning a Grand Slam and asking the questions. So yeah, we were dealing with a lot. Um, but we have a good system in place and you know, we came to this decision together. It was mainly driven by me, but I have their support and we feel like we're making the right decision. But yeah, we've players have no idea what what I deal with, that's for sure. Brian's texting, looking forward to hearing from Leighton Hewitt now that we know for sure Nick was injured and unable to compete. Oh, I'm not sure if, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm not sure Leighton doubted the, the legitimacy of the injury. It was more the communication. Just let us know. Let us know, I think, more than anything from, from Leighton's perspective. And not that it's Nick's fault, but that, that withdrawal of his now. So when it comes to Australia, obviously reigning champion Ash Barty's retired. The top-ranked female, Ola Tom Lanovich, uh, withdrew as well due to injury. And now Kyrgios off the back of that. So he'd been feeling crook for a couple of weeks. Uh, off the text, perhaps if Nick trained and rehab properly, he may not be injured. He's getting older now. The injuries will come. I'm not sure how he trains and rehabs, to be honest. Uh, Kyrgios is soft. No ticker at all 
Tell you what, if you're getting your knee drained multiple times in the lead up to a a, a tournament such as this, I, I reckon I'd be checking out. Too, I think so. you just go back to a Wimbledon final to see that he's got ticker. Yeah. Now that was brilliant what he did in that Wimbledon final, and he really took it up to Djokovic. And you know, he, again, he, he's he's the whole package. Mm. It's it, you've just got to cop who he is with it, and because that's all part of it. He wouldn't be Nick if he wasn't being Nick. Yeah. A lot, a lot of this could go back to what Ryan Pappenhausen told us last week from the States, is that it's not just about coming back and getting on the court in Nick's case. It's about coming back and being able to perform. Mm. So he might have come out tonight and got rolled in straight sets. But it's about coming back and, and actually performing. So you, you make that decision as a professional athlete, don't you? And and there are concerns, you know, they don't want long-term damage as well. And his physio, Will Ma, went into some detail about that yesterday as well, that You've got to protect him. There is a, a danger that he could do a, a full ACL rupture if he if he plays on. We're talking to Pete Larkins a bit later on, so he, he can sort of tell us how long he would think he's he's off court. But you know, I'm I'm now excited to watch his build up to the French and and to Wimbledon. You know, I, I hope he's really set. I'm sure he he and his team will be setting their sights on on Wimbledon now as, yeah. as okay, yep. we nearly got there last year. Let's see if we can go one better. After the break, I want to talk some footy with you. A lot of injuries around in the footy world mm. yesterday as well. So Marcus Adams, the developments with him and his concussion. Uh, Nathan Kruger as well. Some more bad luck for him at uh, Collingwood. Speaking of bad luck, that's Jack Hayes again down at the Saints and young Josh Gibkiss who had such a fantastic 2022 at Richmond has been dealt a blow on the eve of the 23 season also. You can get involved on the Temper 40 Winks text, get your unique bed match profile, find the right bed for you. 40 Winks, they're serious about sleep. We'll be back right after this break. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Got a theory, well not a theory, but a belief from my point of view, Simon. And welcome back to everyone listening this morning on Summer Brecky. Is at this time of the year, if you're a footy fan, all you're wanting to do is forget the time trials, forget the PBs, forget who's burning up the track. Is just don't bloody hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. You just want your players to get through. And every day without a headline is a good day. So I'd, I'd imagine if you're a St Kilda supporter yesterday and you read the news that Jack Hayes was going to miss the start of the season after a nasty foot injury at training down there at Moorabbin on Monday morning, having only just recovered from the knee Rico he required um, in April last year, you would have been absolutely shattered. So scans yesterday confirming a metatarsal break that's a significant injury. And for a player who had shown so much promise in the limited exposure that he got at the top level, how cruel is this game? You're 26. You've waited so long to get a chance. You get a chance. You do your ACL, and then you break your metatarsal in your foot after recovering. Do you know what he is? Curse? No. He's closer to getting his bit of good luck. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Do you reckon that's how he's thinking at the moment? No, not just at the minute. Well, I hope it is. But he will be in a week or so. You'll think, right, I'll get over this, and then... I'm due a bit of luck. Dave so Misson. I'll have a good run. The performance uh, medical and operations manager down there at your football club says uh, the recovery period for an injury like this is typically between eight to ten weeks. His resilience has been unfairly tested for an athlete so early his career, Misson says. But we know that he will attack his rehab in the same professional manner we have become accustomed to. And they did re-sign him off the back of the ACL, which yep. was one of the nice things Brett Ratton said in that press conference after that nasty injury. But, geez, what does this mean 
What does this mean for the Saners? Well, it means there's an opportunity for a, a shearman to step up. Cooper Sharman. Cooper Sharman. Uh, you know, he, he's promised and been a sort of around the mark for a while. So the, the door opens. Maybe they restructure things for a while until till King and Hayes come back. Because you'd think with King out for a period of time, then Hayes would have been the logical one to perhaps at least have Possibly. a chance to step yeah. in and fill that void. King kicked 52 goals last year, by the way, so he will live, leave a vacuum. We know memory might have to there. a bit more. Second, second banana, though, or third banana at his best, but nevertheless uh, consistent Don't before. Forget, Jade Gresham comes back in, too. We, we missed yeah, him for a lot of last he's not year. Gonna kick a... your, he's not going to kick your snags at the pointy end. Gresham? Yeah, no, he's going to be is. playing around the ball, Jade Gresham. He's going to be playing around the ball, mate. He's an on baller, he's not a forward. Membry, Higgins, Butler, the Smalls, Maybe you know, he's they're he's all going to. an on ball kick goaler. Um, and Zach Dusty, Jones, he's an on-baller, but he kicks goals. So Zach Jones strained his calf over the break. That's a month out for him. Uh, Tom Campbell's got some Achilles soreness. And Nick Caulfield, who's highly regarded as well, Scoob, um, not sure if you're on board with the with Nick Caulfield, but he had hamstring surgery before Christmas. Um, so he suffered a little setback uh, from his ACL reconstruction as well. So there's a bit to work with down there on the treatment table. I'd like table Dan Butler to step up. Mm. I think we need more from Dan, small cat. Small cat. Yeah, small. Yeah. Little fella. We need more goals than Dan. <laughs> Kick 19 last year. Yeah. We need more. I just we, need, we need double double the output from Dan. Put yourself in Jack Hayes' shoes, though. Like, you're knocking on the door forever. You finally get a chance. You find out that you're actually good enough. Not only good enough, but you can do some real damage mm. at the top level. Everything you thought you could be. And then whack. And then another whack with but, the injury stick. Yeah, but it's a tough caper. And not everything just goes smoothly all the time. So you've got to get used to Resilience is a key ingredient to playing at that level of sport. Mm. If you don't have resilience, don't play. It's another, But isn't it another example of, and this is why the other recruiting windows have been such a hit, you know, the supplemental selection period, mm. the mid-season draft as well. You know, clubs don't have to overspend in the trade period. You know, you don't have to, to go and get a Dan McStay from Brisbane, for example, and pay him half a million dollars a season to come in and, and play a role for you. Jack Hayes comes in. He's a massive success story at the and, age of 26. Yeah, and I'm, I'm stating the bleeding obvious, but it is what it is. You know, if you do a metacarpal bone or you break your leg, you do an ankle, you do a knee, you do a shoulder, that's what it is. And, I mean, so you, you've got to have – you'll have you have that initial emotional period, the, the you know, the why me, but you know, there's a lot, a lot of people in the world that are worse off than, than Jack is and some of the AFL injured players. I think sometimes we – you know, we, oh, what a tragedy. Well, it's not a tragedy. A tragedy what just happened in Nepal. It's not a tragedy. The guys have just got to deal with it and move on and, you know, no, have, have that period of time. No, no, no. We're, we're not, not comparing talking. it to world events. No, we're no, just no. Comparing but it to... but, but we, here we are. You know, Jack not... Hayes has to get over. He's got a, he's got an injury. He will get over it and he'll come he back will. and play. No, don't, don't extrapolate it. I mean, we're not talking about Russia invading Ukraine. We are just talking about football here for a moment. I'm no, not no, comparing no, but sometimes it to world you go so far that, oh, what a tragedy it is for St Kilda. Yeah. That gives someone else an opportunity. It's not a tragedy that's just happens to Gilda, a shearman or whatever gets Shaman. now an opportunity. But but that that Shaman. gives someone else an opportunity. The wrong name. That, that that gives someone else an opportunity is such a ridiculous cliche. Yeah, it gives someone else an opportunity. Well, what's it but what if they play enough, one short? What if they're not good enough to take that opportunity, which they probably won't be? I mean, you've got well, to acknowledge got the to loss, or they don't get it, stay on an AFL well, list, they, and they don't. But you've got to acknowledge Correct. the loss. Not everyone can be replaced. Like Max King, I'll give someone else an opportunity. What a lot of rot. 
Max King is your best forward by the length of the Flemington Straight. But, but you and can't his upside wait is enormous. to play until Max King comes back. Of you still got to play. Of course not. So you're still going to put 22 people out on it's the ground like, to win the game. It's like the so- one soldier out, one soldier in. I mean, it's ridiculous. So you it's find ridiculous. a way to win. It's ridiculous. You, you find you do. a way you to win. You find other ways to win. Correct. Some players cannot be replaced. Uh, check out Cooper Sharman's stats for the last round of 20, last rounds of 2021 without King playing. Uh, that text just dropped. I did have a look at that. Uh, rounds 20 to 23, 2021. He went 2-2-2 two, like? two, two, and a bag of four at the end against uh, Fremantle and some reasonable numbers alongside those. Maybe King won't get back in. Goals as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay Gresham, 16 goals in 2022. Not a bad return for a midfielder. Brian, I'm a massive fan of Jay Gresham. If he can stay fit and stay out there. But he is a midfielder. He's an influence, and he gives you something different down there. Doesn't He's your he line-breaking dynamic. Forward? No, he used to play forward. I reckon no, he, he keep, slides down there for no, a Well, he might have a breather down there every now and then for, for, for a period of time, but he's primarily a midfielder. Snag a couple. He's the one that gives you something different, a bit of pace, a bit of intensity around the ball. He's your little line-breaker. Love what Jay about Higo? No, he goes a forward. Yeah, but he, he might he come in for one goals. or two minutes around the ball. How many did he kick last year? Uh, 20, 30, yeah. not last year. Yeah, Higgins kicked 30. Um, and Mason Woods, the other one, who, even though he's playing up around the wing, don't look at me like that, uh, had some moments last year, I reckon. If he can return to perhaps a, just shuffle him forward a little bit for a bit more uh, period of time. Yeah. Uh, Sam, he has not died. No, he has not died. <laughs> and don't, don't get on board Scoob's ridiculous uh, line it's of conversation. Ridiculous. All right, we're talking football here, and to suggest anything else is ridiculous. <laughs> I feel really sorry for Marcus Adams. So the news out of oh. Brisbane yesterday, all but ruled out already for the entire 2023 season. He's still getting con- uh, symptoms from that concussion he suffered last August against Carlton. Uh, that was round 21. And even then, Scoob, that was delayed concussion. So he, he played in the finals, didn't no, he? No, no, no. He missed the remainder of last season after that. And and now the last time I checked in with this, I reckon around finals time, he still couldn't go outside. So he would go outside Marcus Adams and he would have migraines beyond belief. He just had to get back inside into the dark room. Now, this wow. is how, but this is a... This is livelihood sort of stuff. Forget pulling the boots on and playing footy at AFL level. So if the if the symptoms are still in that vicinity, you can understand why, you know, nearly half a year on now, that, that he's unlikely to play again this year. So uh, the GM of football there, Danny Daly, said, unfortunately, Marcus is dealing with a serious injury that will unlikely see him play in 2023. While he is making some progress in his recovery from concussion, he continues to experience symptoms and his health and well-being remains the top priority. So if that's the case already for him, given it's, what, January 17 then he must have some serious lifestyle issues at the moment that he just can't get Where over the poor fella. Mm. And is, is he a player that's had any luck? Like at the Western Bulldogs, he, he had no Bulldogs luck. He was the Bulldogs man, wasn't he? You don't get the nickname the specimen mm. if you're not made of the right stuff. He's a brutal oh, he's a big physique. Yeah. And he made a home for himself in Brisbane. He'd started to become a part of the, the, uh, the setup down there in the mm. back six, intercept defender. That's a big, big loss mm. for Brisbane, I reckon, for a flag fancy if he can't get out there because they need someone to play alongside Harris Andrews as the key defender. You know, Darcy Garner, he had some nervy moments last year. Jack Payne hasn't been a regular in that side. There's Jackson Pryor as well. He could leave a big hole, Marcus Adams. Can I ask a question on Harris Andrews? Of course. Did, um, and this is a, a uneducated observer watching a game of footy that, that has, has passed me by. Does he slow the game up too much? Too much? Yeah. 
Just goes back over the mark too much. Yeah. Is that, that, what is that observation? I'll have a... It is. It's an observation. Yeah. It's an observation of any time he marks it or gets it. There's no dash comes out of the back line. He, he, it, it seems to be he gets back. Yeah, he, he kicks it. and He's obviously a very good defender. But if I listen to people in the right way, it's saying, well, you're giving time for everyone, for the opposition to set up that zone. There's mm. not someone running off him and zoom, they're away. Yeah. It's sort of... Yeah, sometimes he even walks back with his back to the play and then just turns around. Oh, and... he does that when they're trying to kill time. I oh, know I've seen that site many times. Yeah. But he'll take so an intercept please mark. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Well, I can't think of exactly. But I've never seen him take an intercept mark and then, and then dash. at the 10-minute mark, dash off, <laughs> handball it to Marcus Adams running by and boom, 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 and Brisbane get a goal. Or am I seeing, th- am I seeing things? Yeah, doesn't he go back and handball it over to Rich and Archie and all those runners? I don't know. What, I, don't know I, I, I just I, I keep seeing him just wander back. Mick, in Clyde, I'm not a know-it-all. I'm not a bloody know-it-all either. I'm just saying when I if I use the term tragedy, I'm using it in a football-only context, okay? <laughs> I'm not comparing it to world events and, and wars and such like that, okay? I'm sure that people can understand that. <laughs> uh, Nathan Kruger uh, injured his shoulder as we come up to the news as well yesterday. So he hurt uh, one shoulder... Um, last year, and he's hurt his other shoulder this year. So another long-term injury setback for him. Frustrating start to his journey at Collingwood. It was his right shoulder last week. He had a reconstruction on that, and it was the left shoulder after crossing from Geelong at the end of 2021. He only played the five games there. So that is frustrating uh, as well for him. Was he anywhere before Geelong? Uh, no, I think that was the start that of his really career. Got yep. drafted to. Uh, Oleg Markov trained for the first time down there yesterday as well as he advised for a spot on Collingwood's rookie list, uh, he's got a window to, to join the Pies via the preseason supplemental selection period, of course. And I was just reading the Magpies are also trialling West Adelaide Ruckman Oscar Steen ahead of that deadline on February 15 as well. And then there was Josh Gibkus. Uh, that's a nasty one, Scoob. So 19 years of age, he was actually carried off the track by two trainers, we're told, at the Swinburne Centre yesterday during a drill. He'll consult with a specialist today, but he might very well need surgery to repair that tendon and their physical performance manager, Luke Meehan, said the injury was significant. He said, unfortunately, Josh suffered what we think is a pretty serious hamstring injury on Monday. It's pretty fresh. He will consult specialists in the next couple of days and will know the plan of action from there. So that's a blow mm. as well for the Tigers. Uh, not a tragedy. That's a blow. Maybe a challenge. <laughs> not a tragedy, but a challenge perhaps for Damien Harwick and the coaching staff to navigate as well because... He'd, uh, he'd played a big role as well at Richmond last year. Get involved in the Temper 40 Winks text. You know, you can give us a buzz as well anytime you like. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 It's fantastic. People have said, oh, Nick Dacos, he's, he's really put on some muscle and, he's, and a great tan as well. Yeah, <laughs> so he does have a good tan, we're told. A deep tan, I believe, is the phrase he used, which is evidence of a lot of time outdoors and a lot of time training. We're told, track watchers yesterday, though, Bo McCreary really caught the eye. Pretty much every challenge undertaken, there was Bo, who's a pretty powerful athlete, leading everything. Running drills, burpee-style drills, a gruelling session down there at the Pies yesterday, and um, Bo caught the eye. Jordan DeGoey paired with Pat Lipinski as well, Scoob. So Pat Lipinski known for his endurance. bulldog. Yes, his running ability, great mover. So they paired Jordan DeGoey with him, which is a great idea. And we're told Jordan held his own when it came to that uh, test as well. So good signs down there at Collingwood, Nathan Kruger aside. Uh, we'll take a news update now. Grab another McCafe coffee and be back shortly. Uh, Nada there in Mildura Scoop. Tributes are flooding in from world leaders following Jack Hayes' tragic injury. Come on, Nada. 
Don't buy into Scoob's rubbish. Uh, elite sport is littered with people with enormous talent, but their bodies just cannot hold up to the rigours of elite sport. That's from Beetle, and that is the sad truth, isn't it? He's right. you got the talent, you got the desire, you got the application. The body just doesn't want to play yeah, ball. Correct. And hopefully that's not the case with Jack Hayes, by the way. Uh, Mick, Andrews is a very laconic defender, the same as Mark War was a laconic battler. But... Um, off the text here as well. Harris Andrews marks it and gives it to Rich all the time, who kicks at 60 metres. What are you talking about? Maybe just me. I so often see him just mark it and turn his back on things. Or Play to your strengths. It, He's not exactly a stall gift contender. No, no, no. I just, it, it quite, I see it quite often. Yeah. I know, I, that sight came to mind straight away of him marking the ball and turning his back. But I think they've been, they've been in tight games over the years where they've just been wanting to kill the clock for a period yeah, of time, and he's be. just taken the heat right out of the mm. situation, which you might argue is excellent game sense and yeah, poise under word. pressure, not to get carried away in the moment. Because they would say he's one of the best defenders in the AFL, wouldn't they? Yes, although he came say he's some... hard to play on. I reckon it was Kingy, our mate Kingy, who, um, who well, criticised him quite strongly uh, last year. Yeah. For, Can we get Kingy on the phone to see if he thinks he turns his back on play too much? Uh, no, I don't think. I think we'll leave Harris alone for the moment. Uh, he's a good player. Uh, Mick texted in as well earlier while we're talking tennis. I can't watch it anymore. Just doesn't interest me. I pine for the days of a baseline of playing a net rusher such as Bjorg playing McEnroe. No boring stand at the baseline trading shots until someone makes a mistake. It was all action and drama and great personalities who actually won tournaments, unlike Kyrgios. So Nick Kyrgios is exactly what he pines for, but he pots him at the same time. Mm. If you haven't seen it already, do yourself a favour and check out the McEnroe movie. Absolutely brilliant. I did catch a little bit of that the other day, uh, released last year uh, on Showtime, I think, initially. But that looks good. I think they've got McEnroe's son involved. It's McEnroe. Current day, reflecting mm. on his career, obviously, it looked like it's really well told. I've got to sit down and, and devote some more time to it. But uh, if you're a fan of John McEnroe's journey, might be one to uh, to keep an eye on. Um, see the first ever Australian Open, uh, paddle open rather, at AO 2023, the newest racket sport with that off-the-wall energy, Simon. And if you're keen on playing tennis after watching it, hire a tennis court at play.tennis.com.au. Tennis court hire, no membership, no I saw that paddle stuff yesterday, and the ball bounces back off the wall. I haven't seen it yet, actually. It's sort of a cross of royal tennis and squash and, you know, smaller court. Yeah. But you you still hit it, or you you can hit it into the back wall to hit it back over. Can't say I've seen it. And I'm assuming you've got to let it bounce, because I don't know if you can rush the net and do a volley. You play much tennis in your... Used to love having hit at tennis in younger younger days. You're quite good at it. We were very lucky up in the country... Because you used to have grass tennis courts. Every every town had grass tennis courts. Chuka, yeah. Daniliquin, yeah. Shepparton, Had a lot of big Finley. tournaments up there, didn't they? Yeah. All, all had grass tennis. You brought up playing tennis on grass. Like, how lucky were we? So as I look at you, you would have had a booming serve. Were you a serve volleyer? Did you rush the net? You were brought up on grass. So you did. You wouldn't have known what a baseline is. <laughs> right. You just served from the baseline. You'd that was come it. in and... Only time you saw the baseline was when you served it. You'd come steaming in, I reckon. Du-du-du-du. Yeah. And you just come straight in. Right. Most of them went straight back past me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd have good... You'd have reasonable wingspan, though. Yeah, but you? it probably wasn't you'd as mobile your... as you'd like to be. With the old wooden rackets? So, yeah, so if you picked the forehand side and you went the backhand side, I wasn't <laughs> sort of diving across court like a Raf Nadal. I reckon if uh, BP... Once they beat me, they beat me. I reckon if BP saw you play, he'd say you were uh, a powerful serve volley, and we're going to catch up with BP in a moment. I've uh, got... Someone said, get my eyes checked. I've got no idea on text. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, BP does. He's going to join us. SEN Tennis Commentator for the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. So much for BP to work with yesterday and so much to cast forward and analyse as well. So we'll catch up with Brett on the other side of this. Talk some tennis. Right. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Another day dawns at Melbourne Park. It is day two of the Australian Open. Boy, what a news-heavy and eventful day it was. Yesterday at the Australian Open as it came to life down there, Brett Phillips was there to absorb it all and bring it to us. BP, welcome again this morning. Oh, good morning, uh, Sammy. I walked out a little fly-blown last night. I mean, the emotion of those Aussie victories, uh, that was something else. Um, I mean, they say, you know, live that live sport is the greatest uh, theatre you can go and watch. And Rinky Hitchikata, yes. uh, Jason Kubler, John Millman, outside courts. It was absolutely brilliant last night after we received the news, obviously, about Nick Kyrgios in the afternoon. The three Aussies just turned it on. And I've never seen a crowd uh, just that emotional. I mean, even Rinky Hijikata, I thought he might be able to get through his match last night. He was eyeballing the crowd. He's in their face, but actually helped him. He was expending a lot of energy. We were a little bit worried that that might uh, hinder him towards the end of that match. But, yeah, gee, the Australian Open, day one, get a grand pass, outside courts. You are always set for some epic matches. It never disappoints. You did call that yesterday. BP's with us, by the way, for the all-electric Kia EV6 GT supercar. And just on Rinky Hinchicard, I've been looking forward to talking to uh, to you about him all morning. He gets in as the wild card. He's two sets to love down against Yannick Huntsman. And then he digs in and he wins 6-3, 7-6, 6-3 in the final three sets. And I, I saw him... Uh, post-match point. Blimey, he was wired, BB. <laughs> oh, I know. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And he is a quality young guy, Sam. Uh, I mean, people may remember he played Rafa at the US Open, took a set-off Rafa on centre court last year. He played Medvedev in uh, Los Cabos, a, a 250 event in the lead-up. So he had a little bit of exposure. But we've been following him for some time and a really good junior a little bit of time in college tennis over in the US. Just a really, really hard worker. And incrementally, he's just improved his ranking every year. Uh, 222 was his biggest ranking spike to get inside the top 200, which is always your first aim as a pro. Get inside that top 200. And sometimes it is hard to shift once you're inside. But he's got X factor. I mean, his ball striking last night was brilliant. Really decent serve. I mean, he's got to play Sitsi Pass now in the second round. You know, Melbourne's got to play Medvedev. Kubler's got to play... <laughs> Hutchinov. So the level certainly goes up for the Aussies, but uh, that, that's a night that he'll remember forever. BP, you mentioned pros. John Millman, he is just a pro. He, he just does everything cool. right, prepares right, plays right, great attitude. Yeah. Just a ripper. Oh, so, I mean, I can't, I think you've summed it up beautifully. I mean, how can you not like this guy? Whether you love tennis or don't like tennis, I mean, this guy is just blue collar. He's not blessed with the talent of others. He has to hit a lot of balls in practice to feel it, to, to just be in the match. Uh, but he's got the heart, uh, you know, the size of Fallop. He's just an incredible competitor. And I think that, you know, certainly has filtered down. I know he trains with a lot of the younger Aussies. So, you know, Kubler and, and Hijikata and these guys feed off a guy like John Millman about just have, never having that um, ability to concede defeat. And, you know, all this speculation going in that John, you know, maybe he was going to play his last. He has had a difficult last 12 months with injury. A lot of time through COVID he spent on the tour. I think mentally he was 
he was pretty destroyed at one stage for a guy that normally is so upbeat and really positive and chirpy. He's done a bit of media. He sits on the ATP Player Council, so he's got a strong voice in the game. No doubt we'll see him post-tennis. And uh, all I say is I just hope the John Melbourne uh, story keeps um, keeps going at Melbourne Park because it's damn good value for money. It's been a great journey, hasn't it? As has Jason Kubler, who you just mentioned, BP. So his first Australian Open victory in, what do they say, 12 years after his maiden appearance, he got it done against the Argentine Sebastian Bayers in the N646464. What about his journey? Well, he he is another uh, really great story. You know, I, I first set eyes on him at... I think my first trip to Wimbledon, Sam, he played in the juniors because he's about the same age as Bernard Tomic and mm. uh, he, he lit it up. And then his knees, the degenerative knees, just really hampered him. I mean, he couldn't play on a hard court for a good few years. There were many Australian Opens going on where Jason would be playing a Futures event on the satellite tour somewhere in the US uh, on clay just to uh, get some matches. So he'd be driving around his combi van. He's trying to save money. He had to come back and coach in Queensland was making nothing from the sport, but everyone knew the talent and just prayed that he could stay injury-free because we've always known it's there. And now he's actually got the self-belief too that goes with that talent uh, that I can can actually match any of these guys. His IQ, his anticipation, uh, he just reads the play uh, extremely well. He's a terrific, humble young guy. I think his manager struggles to get hold of him a lot. Doesn't answer his phone a lot, Sam. And and there's a few offers offers starting to come in now. People want to... You know, maybe get their logo on his shirt or uh, you know, a little endorsement deal or a connection to their brand, Jason Kubler. So, yeah, get behind him. I think, like John Millman, he might play his best tennis between the age of 28 and, and 32. Really uh, like the press conference yesterday of uh, young Olivia Gadecki. I think yeah. she's 20 years old and you know, Ash Barty's mm-hmm. a bit of a mentor to her and, and uh, the yeah. journos are sort of asking... What did Ash say? What did Ash say? And she just said, oh, no, I'd like to keep that just between Ash and I. Yeah, I'm sure Ash probably said to Olivia, you just keep that between I, you and I too. <laughs> Look, she, uh, she's a lovely, uh, yeah, lovely young girl. I had the pleasure of sitting down with her at the National Academy in September. I hadn't met her before and I, I love, you know, Simon, I love athletes who just look you in the eye and she didn't deviate one bit and she took you inside her world Look, there's been a bit of hype about her maybe progressing through the ranks because we're trying to find some good young female talent. She's 200 in the world. Um, she's you know got a strong presence out on court. She does hit a really, really good ball. We know there's other attributes you've got to have if you're going to keep climbing the ranks. Uh, she's got a young uh, brother, Thomas, who's a really good uh, junior. Uh, Queensland have a habit of producing some really good players. And uh, she plays Marta Kostiuk in the next round, who actually made the third round of the Australian Open as a 15-year-old a few years ago. So that's not it's not a, a match that's unwinnable uh, for Olivia. And, yeah, we hope she can kick on this year and get a bit closer to that top 100. And Novak Djokovic is scheduled to play tonight, BP. Now, he rescheduled or cancelled and rescheduled that practice session yesterday. We know the concerns over the hamstring. What's the talk around Melbourne Park? Do we think he's actually going to take to the court? Yeah, well, there's, there's a lot of uh, different different bits of commentary on this, uh, Sam. I think there is some concern, um, you know, to keep pulling out of practice sessions, to have this injury concern leading up to an Australian Open, uh, which has, you know, been foreign territories, normally come in absolutely cherry ripe, ready to go and, and become so invincible at uh, Melbourne Park. So I think it's just a... Uh, an, an interesting watch uh, today. If he does take to the court, I mean, we'll just obviously observe his movement. Um, you know, certainly in footy terms. I mean, if he had the two hamstrings sort of 
uh, scares in the last week, you're probably missing a couple of games of footy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a, a brutal one-on-one sport like tennis, which pushes you to uh, the limits, um, yeah, it's going to test every part of you, man. Just quickly on Kyrgios. You know, I received this last night, which was interesting from a couple of physio contacts. For your information, that Kyrgios injury is such poor management from his team. They would have known about it for ages. He could have had a knee scope at the end of the season and been 110% fit for the AO. So that's from someone who's more learned than I in the um, really? in this space. And it's an interesting one. Uh, I mean, this has always been the query around Nick about how he manages himself, his body, and you know, is he absolutely dotting every I, crossing every T in his physical preparation? Mm. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting watch um, over the next few weeks as to that surgery and when he actually plays next. Well, you talk of Nick um, BP. Uh, he and Sitsipas didn't get on overly well uh, last year, and they probably haven't for the last twelve months. But I see Sitsipas now wants to become a an adopted Aussie because if I take anything out of his post-match interview. Uh, the couple of things that stood out to me, I was flat out like a lizard drinking was one of his statements. <laughs> <laughs> and the other was, crikey, that was a rip snorter, mate. Where's everyone he coming loves, from? Well, everyone loves Australia. I listened to Maria Sakari yesterday, who's the number one Greek player on the female side. She said, I could live here uh, at the drop of a hat, pack my suitcase and shift me to Melbourne. And they do get, the Greek players obviously get outstanding support. We saw it with, you know, Marcos Bagdanis, all those yeah. Uh, years ago, when he had that run to the final, um, you know, going to the Greek restaurants in the city after Stalitos. he played, and yep. I- indeed, uh, and they just you know, a little VIP table for Marcos every time we roll in about one AM after a huge <laughs> night match. Well, when so, I, I still like your phrase earlier, BP, if someone rolls with fly blown during the tournament, then we'll adopt them instantly. I haven't heard that phrase in a long time, but uh, you rolled with it earlier, which was refreshing. Oh, there you go. You never know what you're going to pull out of a hat, Sam. But no, he's a ripper uh, since he passed. He's uh, a little different, uh, a bit quirky. Uh, but he's going to play Rinky Hijikata. So what a what a matchup! I'm fascinated to see what court yeah. that'll be on uh, tomorrow. Uh, C- country was made on the back of um, uh, agriculture, so you stay with those phrases. I, I reckon that's okay, BP. That's, right. that's right. Fly a fly blade. ABP, big day today. Uh, the Aussies in action, obviously. Uh, Kim Birrell, uh, Jamie Fawless, uh, Jordan Thompson. Uh, the Demons in action, Popper and Kokonakis. The list goes on and on. Mm. Chris O'Connell as well. So big day ahead of you, mate. Appreciate you finding the time. 50 screens uh, today. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a big day. Thank you, guys. There's Brett Phillips there. All thanks to the pinnacle of engineering, the Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. We'll be back right after this. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Just had to look up the definition of fly blown, just to remind myself. Uh, contaminated through contact with flies and their eggs, uh, dirty and unpleasant, infested with flies. That's how BP left the tennis yesterday. Mm. That's a nasty day, isn't it? <laughs> Literal. <laughs> That's not a nice experience, though. No, it's not. Well, sheep go through it all the time. Yeah. It's just a bit unpleasant. Yeah, it is unpleasant. But there was a lot for him to get through yesterday and uh, potentially a lot today. Is, um, Michael text in. This is a good point for those of us who um, don't play professional sport and we're on the other side of the fence and we pay our hard-earned to go and watch. 60 bucks for 12 hours of tennis can't beat a ground pass for value. Mm. That's a good point, isn't it? Mm. I've been in the tennis for a while, but last time I did, I was blown away by the amount of activations they have. 
um, the shops, devices. the food, all well, little uh, things for kids to do, like um, oh, okay. activities. Yep. Yep. Um, all the interactivity is amazing down there at the moment. As we said the other day, they've got a beach in there, for heaven's sake. They've all well, trucked sand BP was there. just saying, just get a ground pass. You don't need a This time of the tournament, pass, just absolutely. Get a ground pass. Yeah, yeah, don't waste your money on the centre court sort of set up at the moment. There's so much value there on the outside courts. Um, righto, we'll take a break. I've cited the questions for last fan standing as well. Or like a family affair. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back. Great to have your company. Hope your day started well on this sunny Tuesday morning here in uh, Melbourne. Sam Edmonds, Simon O'Donnell with you for Summer Breakfast. I've been looking forward to chatting. Did you know it was sunny? I can see out the window. Got two eyes. Can't from my seat. I can see the sun beaming off the windows over there in the distance, and uh, I know it's going to be a warm one as well. So look after yourself today, especially yes. if you are heading to the tennis where, yes. and you do have that great value ground pass. You want to be sun sixty smart. bucks. Drink plenty. Pass. Sixty bucks. Twelve hours of tennis. Yep. Can't beat it. You have ice creams, hot dogs, chips. Okay. And healthy stuff as well. Unfortunately, Nick Kyrgios will not be there. Uh, that was the big news yesterday. And uh, a Coke. injuries are the reality Milkshake. of sport, especially elite level sport. And that's why it's always great to have a chat to this man, one of the best in the business. And great to have him on the line. Dr. Peter Larkins is with us. Welcome, Doc. Morning, Sam. Good morning, Sod. Good love, day, love your nutrition, nutrition <laughs> guidelines, yeah. Sod. Thoughts on that, beautiful, Doc? Beautiful. Give, give, giving the public a great example. Thank you. <laughs> well, it was a big news yesterday, Doc. Uh, Nick Kyrgios, his injury, had his trainer, Will Maher, beside him. Um, from what we are aware, it's been described as a, a small lateral meniscus tear. He's obviously got a cyst in there as well, and he did, uh, for those of us who wanted to see it, post a, a rather graphic uh, Instagram photo of what had been drained out of his knee the other day. Um, what are we dealing with here with Nick Kyrgios? And, and I guess the concerns, as Will Maher pointed out, about um, some potential more serious injury if he, if he actually played on through this. Yeah, well, a meniscus tear is sort of the common cartilage tear that people use in the everyday language. And uh, they can occur either in the inner half of the knee, the medial, or in this case, the lateral, the outer half of the knee. So that's an everyday thing, not only in the sporting world, but in people that can twist their knee, just you know, falling over in the shower or, or stumbling down the stairs. Um, but the, the problem is when you get the cyst, it's actually leaking a fluid, a bit like a blister attached to the, to the meniscus tear. So it's a sack of fluid that pushes out against the side of the knee. So they did try to drain that and, and reduce the pressure in the knee. But the bottom line is he's got a meniscus mm. tear that generates that problem. So the arthroscope treatment was pretty much invented in the early days for, for meniscus tears. That's what it first came yeah. along in the 1970s to do arthroscopes at knees. But the problem is you will have to remove and someone at Nick's age, you're not going to repair it or stitch it back like you might do in a teenager. It's more likely when it's already got a cyst attached that the meniscus will be quite soft and, and quite broken down. So it would have gotten worse if he played. I guess the you know, consequence of playing on would have been he just would have got sore and not been able to twist and turn. So the, the decision to get it done so it doesn't become a bigger tear makes sense. But of course, then he's got to recover from that because he will have part of that cushioning because the meniscus mm. serves partly as a cushioning in the knee and means you'll lose some of that. So you can't return too soon after this sort of arthroscope because of the risk of swelling and continuing soreness. Is there any window here at all, Doc, and it's hard from the outside looking in, but to question the timing, is this not something, especially with a meniscus tear, that they would have known about and his team would have known about and potentially could have operated on in the lead into this to give him the time to get ready for the Open? 
Well, the, the time, you know, the time could be six weeks before you can actually yeah. get on a court again and, and twist and turn. I mean, walking down the street in a straight line is not putting a lot of pressure on a knee. So they would have had to have had it six weeks out from the summer tennis season. Mm. So a small tear before the cyst develops, you can sort of put up with that and they were treating it. They were well aware of it, I'm told. Um, but the cyst can develop subsequent to that and start causing that extra pressure because it's that little, as I said, like a little blister or pushing on the side of the knee. So to get the window, I mean, it's a big window in one sense. It's not like an arthroscope and a week later you're back running around. It would have been more, especially with, you know, you know how agile it is on the, yeah. on the court. We see them slip and slide and those extreme movements. I mean, Nadal and um, Nok Djokovic are extreme examples, but there's no question the Knicks are very mobile player. So... You know, the six-week window, I'm not sure when they would have had that. And uh, perhaps they thought they could get away with it just by draining mm. this. But clearly, um, that didn't didn't make the difference. Doc, what's he do from a recovery point of view? And, and you've explained to us that the cushioning's not there. So he just has to strengthen up, you know, his bum and his hamstrings and his yep. his thighs. That, that's He has to sort of create a, a sort of artificial cushioning? Well, you do. I mean, you've got internal cushioning. We call it cartilage in the knee. And then you've got the external cushioning, which is the muscles. I'm very impressed, Simon, with that that that, uh, that knowledge of yours. You must have been done sport at some stage. It's while I was having a chalk wedge, I think. <laughs> and a can of Coke, yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, the issue is he needs to... I mean, they'll, they'll take out the minimal amount of meniscus required and leave behind the healthy meniscus. But given that it's got a cyst in it, there's going to be quite a big percentage of the meniscus that, that's damaged. So he'll have some of that uh, cushioning left behind. And it's a common operation, so it's not as if we're saying, oh, this is unknown territory. But it just it's, it can take that four to six weeks before you load it up. So he'll be doing unloaded work in the pool and gym and some seated boxing and weight training. And as you say, he'll develop all the muscles external to the knee, around the thigh and right up to the hip level, because they're cushioning as well. They don't just move your knee. And, and then they'll be looking to see, you know, gradually introducing straight line activities before you get in that multi-directional tennis stuff. So, so the program's pretty much standard for, you know, with an elite physio supervising the rehab after an arthroscope for an athlete at that level. Um, but it can go wrong. I mean, people get infections in those. We, we saw that happen a little bit with, um, you know, Darcy Moore with what's happened with, with Collingwood and the football and how long it's taken him to get back to even to be able to run laps last night at Collingwood training. And it's the same with the knee surgery. That can give that trouble. So... You know, in, in in the best of scenarios, I think six weeks probably before he's doing much in the way of proper hit-up work on a court. Speaking of specialist sport and exercise physician, Dr. Peter Larkins, Doc, I think uh, you spent a period of your uh, Aussie summer over there in the States at a concussion seminar, and I wonder what the worldview is on concussion at the moment, and we're reminded of it here in our own backyard, I suppose, yesterday with uh, the news that Marcus Adams is unlikely to play at all this year as well with the... Uh, with the symptoms that he still continues to have from round 21 last year, which is a serious issue. I mean, what's the latest worldview and the discussion that revolves around concussion at the moment? Yeah, this was the world consensus meeting that had been put off for a couple of years because of all the COVID restrictions. It was actually in Amsterdam. It was run by all of the world war bodies. It was uh, world rugby, um, world soccer, as they call it, which is obviously um, the the World Football Association, the NRL, the AFL were all represented at that. So it was 600 people gathering to look at the latest research and I guess the bottom line is we still have a lot to learn and players react a lot differently that concussion is is quite a different thing in different people and the lingering effects of concussion can go on for a long long time preventing any athlete whether they're a jockey or whether they're a footballer or or anyone who's been concussed from getting back to activity because of ongoing things like fatigue or headache particularly so 
So the world of concussion is sort of evolving. It, it's sort of, you know, if, if it was a timeline of human nature, I said we're probably, we've gone from being in the uh, the medieval times, maybe into the dark ages. We're still a long way away from being up with knowing because you just can't take a picture of concussion. It's a lot of it's to do with the symptoms and the way the player feels. And so we know that uh, it's very individual. We know that it can happen with a small knock. It doesn't have to be a big knock. And we know that kids take longer to get better. So there's going to be a whole lot of new guidelines come out, but they won't change the pattern much of getting the players off the ground and making sure that they get good uh, treatment before they return to training. Doc, I hope this doesn't sound a stupid question because it seems so hard to clarify what, what concussion or the result of concussion is to different people. Are there other contributing factors to concussion other than the brain? Oh, it's a great question, Simon. I mean, I guess we think of concussion as being a disturbance of the brain function for sure, and it has different symptoms. I mean, there's 30 different symptoms that players can report, right, from headache to dizziness to, you know, blurred vision. And so they're all, I guess, functioning of the brain in the way that it interprets things to do. But, you know, personality, I mean, other lifestyle factors, stress, they all make a difference, you're right, in terms of individual response, as it isn't true in any medical condition. So... We haven't really identified a personality type. I mean, we do know that people have had concussion in the past and are likely to have it again. And the more you have, the more simple the concussion or the hit has to be to set you off again. So that's that's probably predisposes the person who's um, you know, in, that, in terms of what they've had before, Simon. But to say, oh, there's a personality type or there's other factors in their metabolic processes, I don't think that's been identified. It really is that the brain is still pretty much the, the hard hard or less understood organ in, you know, we know a lot about hearts and knees, etc. The brain is one we're still working out. Uh, Doc, before we let you go, Max King, Nathan Kruger, shoulder reconstructions uh, one uh, a yeah. while back and one announced yesterday. I guess we, in the AFL world, we're familiar with those in the timeline. The one I wanted to ask you about, and, and we do ask you a lot of questions that notice here, is the one for Sam Walsh, who pre-Christmas had surgery on a micro dissectomy in his back to relieve uh, or remove yep. uh, part of a bulging disc portion to relieve pressure on the nerve. I mean, the timeline for something like that, is that, is that possible to even uh, guesstimate or estimate? I mean, what sort of operation has the Carlton midfielder undertaken here? Yeah, well, micro means done with the, the smallest possible cuff and disturbance of the muscles and going in with the new imaging technique. So <clears throat> there's been a lot of advances in, in that sort of minimally invasive mm. so-called MI surgery that we talk about. We're doing it this morning here at the Avenue Hospital about to start. Um, so, But the timeline, again, de- depends on the player's individual response. I mean, the fact that you don't disturb the muscles or cut through as many layers to get in and remove the bulging disc that's causing the nerve pressure, that's great news. Um, and, and um, you know, I'm going to say patience because even a patient today having that operation here would be up and walking tomorrow and they'd be, you know, walking gently around after a couple of days. So athletes tend to be more motivated. So so getting back to activities a lot quicker, but it still can be, you know, it can be as quick as a month for, for an elite athlete to go back. I, I remember um, in the old days um, of footy and Gary Lyon was one of the first people to have a discectomy done when Ange Christou, you guys are old enough to remember Ange yeah. Christou when he played at Carlton. In my early days at footy, Sam, they were surgeries that took a long time. We had the Gary Lyon wing at the hospital where I worked because he was, <laughs> took him so long to get out. We gave him, we had to charge him rent for a while. It took <laughs> so long to get out of hospital after after Gary Lyon had his um, had his back surgery. But so the issue really comes down to this micro surgeries revolutionised the amount of time people are off their feet and getting back going. But so the timing of it, as I said, with someone like Sam who's who's fit and, and motivated. Um, he's a good Geelong boy, of course, uh, Sam, yes, you know that. thank you. Um, he, he just threw that in. 
um, <laughs> he, he'll probably be able to, you know, get back and walking and swimming and things literally within um, within four to six weeks. And, and, you know, you wouldn't put it less than six weeks in terms of what the surgeon would allow him to do with any heavy knocks or tackling or things like that. Hey, great to have you on, Doc. Always uh, so insightful. Appreciate your patience and explaining it to us, uh, uh, I guess, from the outside looking in. Uh, we've always got so many questions. Appreciate you finding the time out of your busy schedule today, mate. Always a pleasure. Cheers, guys. Good Thanks, luck. Scott. Dr. Thanks. Peter Larkins uh, there joining us on the line. Uh, together with Mackers. That bloke just next to him woke up that he's a yeah. bit <laughs> in the background. Get then? the gas back on. Danger, Doc! How long have we waiting for you? Uh, together with Mackers, we're giving you and a mate the chance to win a trip to Delhi for the second test. India, Australia in February. You know the drill by now. It's all thanks to Mackers. All you've got to do is to be crowned oh. last fan standing. 11 cricket questions, and I've cited today's 11. A difficulty factor rating for you? you, Simon? Have you had a look? Six. Just a six today. Yep. Okay, answer correctly and you keep going. Incorrect, you're out. We'll take the next caller. And the last fan standing after the 11th question will have the chance to win. So, green light is turned on. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. While you're taking place in the queue and getting ready for last fan standing, we'll get to this. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Last fan standing, thanks to Mackers. Yes, it is. This is your time to shine. Uh, get yourself on the plane, potentially to, to Delhi for the second test, Australia and India. Can't wait for it next month, and it's fully laid on for you too. You'll be going in style. Win today, win on January 30, and you and a mate are on the big bird bound for Delhi. Uh, Simon, over to you. Johnny from Hawthorne joins us. What's the view like of the city this morning, John? <laughs> oh, g'day. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Good on you. Okay, good luck here. It's a bit of a family affair today, John. In what year did Steve Waugh become test captain, John? Oh, 96. No. Good Johnny. wasn't John, unfortunately. Steve joins us from Roeville. G'day, Steve. Uh, Is there any multiple choice, guys? No, not at the minute, Steve. Um, Uh, That was uh, was under. Let me say, 1996 was under. 1998. But still under. Still under. Bad ben joins you. us from Mooney Ponds. G'day, Ben. Hey, good morning, Simon. Steve War uh, became 99. 99. That's, uh, that's the year. Well done, Ben. In 1999, while Steve War was captain, Australia began a world record streak of how many consecutive test wins? Uh, 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 ben, hang on. Yeah, 16. Oh, it was sorry. 12, 14, or 16. I was going to give you a multiple choice. Didn't there. need it. Didn't need it. Ben, Steve War's breakthrough test innings came in 1989 against England. How many runs did he make at Old Trafford during that innings? You, got, you can give him uh, multiple choices. 166, 177, or 188? 177 vaguely sticks in the mind. Yeah, no, well, 177 is a very good vagary. With that gun and more, well that done, GM. Ben. Magnificent. How many double tons did Steve Waugh make in his career, Ben? I'll say one. Yep, quite right. Oh, Benny. Another multiple choice here, Ben. What was Steve Waugh's highest test innings? 
200, 201, or 210? I'll go 201. Agonising stuff. Chris from Point Cook. G'day, Chris. Chris is back. Good morning, my mate Sam. How are you? Hello, Chris. What am I then? Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not a good start. What was oh, Steve Wall's <laughs> highest test innings, Chris? Uh, I think that was even even two hundred. Even two hundred. Quite right. Question six. Which war brother is married to a horse trainer? Mark Junior. Mark, junior war is, Chris, quite right. Which brother was dropped in the 1990-91 Ashes series? Hmm. Yeah, he was, he was dropped and Mark came in. He <laughs> dropped for his brother. <laughs> Love it. Yep. All right, Chris, true or false? Steve Waugh made a century in his first test match. False. Correct. True or false? Mark War made a century in his first test match. False. Oh. oh, Chris, bad luck. Heartbreak again. I reckon it was around the similar time yesterday that Chris might have fouled out. Ryan joins us from Banksy Grove. <laughs> Morning, Ryan. Okay, lads, how are we? True or false, Ryan? Mark War made a century in his first test match. Mm, two to go, Rhino. Ryan, who took more test wickets, Steve or Mark? <laughs> Steve. Steve with 92, Mark with 59. One to go. Ryan, this is it. In which year was Steve War's final test match? In which... 2004. Oh! And he's done it. Magnificent. Well done, Ryan. Oh, good work. Well done, Ryan. All right, mate. You've got it. Uh... I reckon he was looking for a multiple choice there. I didn't <laughs> give him one, and he's plucked out 2004. And Ryan, you're in with a show. Well done, Ryan. Happy with that? Yeah, very happy. Thanks, boys. Very well done. Timed his run beautifully there. Got the easy true or false in question nine and then navigated a couple of tricky ones there at the end, 10 and 11. Great one questions. One thing I'd just like to point great out. Questions. Yeah, great point questions. Yeah, great questions. One thing I'd like to point out. I don't think Steve War's first Test 100 was at Old Trafford. I think it was at Headingley. Oh, hello. But that but doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Inconsequential, doesn't the matter. venue. We'll go to the records on that, though, because he's been impeccable, Brooksy. Yeah, they no, were great I think, questions. I think, think Brooksy broke that up. I, if I remember rightly, it was at... But the 177 is spot on, which was the point of the question. 177 is spot on. Yeah, which was the point of the question. Uh, Winner of today's quiz, which is... Ben Lyons out there nodding his head. Why is he nodding his head? Why would he know? Why is he here? Why would he know? Why is he here? Uh, What a cricket. He wasn't even born then. No. Uh, Ryan in Banksy. What are you doing here? (laughs) Winner of today's quiz, Ryan. Uh, You are the last fan standing, and you go into our grand final on January 30, where... uh, you might get the chance, well, you will potentially get the chance uh, to go to Delhi. Flights for you and a mate. Five nights premium five-star accommodation. We'll have a sports luncheon over there with SEN's commentary team. At Which Scoot. hasn't been finalised yet. Won't be involved in. The corporate hospitality at the cricket. The 
dollars spending money also. Magnificent. Another chance to win across the day today. And again, tomorrow with us, it's the last fan standing. All thanks to Maccas. Love you, Maccas. Love it. What a prize that is. Uh, and well done to our winners so far. I think that's seven we've locked in for January 30. And I reckon we've got another eight to go. So a few to go. Get involved on the Temper 40 Winks text. A consumer's choice winner, Temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases conforming. Wouldn't that be to the exact shape of your body. They Over were. India, whoosh, off your take. They were good questions. Land in India. Uh, Headingly aside, they were immaculate questions. Oh, I love the true excellent. or false mm. with the tons in the first test match. Yep. That was very well no. done. And well done to everyone who took part. We'll do it all again tomorrow out of, uh, out of probably 8.20. Seems to be a slot that seems to be working for us for this little super quiz. Our last fan standing returns tomorrow. And a bit later on, I'm sure the pipe will have an opportunity for you. Better get to the newsroom. Anna Pavlou, she's got the headlines. Funny the things you remember, isn't it? You think about Headingley now during the break and you think about Steve Wars 177, 89 Ashes series. And all I remember, because I was a kid starting up late watching this on the beanbag, all I remember... On the beanbag? Yeah, on the beanbag. I remember, I don't know how mum and dad let me stay up and watch it, but I remember it was just cut shot after cut shot. He had that GM yeah, I was talking correct. about. Yeah, yeah. And he was just play, a back foot cut shots, left leg off the <laughs> ground. Just must have played 100 cut shots. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Felt like. Going and point, bang, 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 yeah. bang. And the dressing room... Keep remembering that the dressing room was just to if you're facing where the ball went over the boundary, just to the left. Yeah, and that's probably where it so, started dawning on me. I think no, no, that was the one. That was because he'd gone a lot of test matches. I reckon sixteen or seventeen tests, maybe eighteen, yeah. without a hundred. So who was that was it? his first hundred? I want to say was it Angus Fraser? Who was bowl- Phil De Freitas? Who was bowling in that? Freitas would have been bowling. Angus Fraser before his time, Fraser maybe. Bowling. I want to say Fraser was there. Oh, it's one. Oh, one for the nostalgia. Yeah, I reckon Fraser was part of their attack. Was Devin Malcolm part of their attack then? I feel like it was before Devin, or Devin wasn't playing. I don't remember Devin Malcolm in that mm. test. But um, it's really testing me, though. But it brought me back. I just remember Goff, that. Goff would have been part of that game, wouldn't he, Darren Goff? 89? I feel like it was too early for him as well. Do you? I don't know. But I remember it was in the days before high definition. And mm. I just remember the grainy footage there from uh, from over in the UK. And it was a historic series, wasn't it? You have a cap on, no helmet. Cap, yeah, he had the baggy. Yeah, I think the was, same baggy he would wear for forever. Yeah, I don't think I'm it, off that. You are off the baggy, aren't you? Well, they've got a. Yeah. I reckon the when it's in tatters like a lot of the baggies are, that's disrespectful to the baggy. I'd rather them have a decent baggy on the head. Okay, you know, put the old baggy in a glass cabinet at home and get a new baggy. This text came through earlier. I didn't read it out, but I want to do it now. It's a lateral idea by any way you measure it. Gentlemen, thoughts on an international test player pool. The ICC funds it, but anyone good enough can help out struggling nations, i.e. a retiring Warner or even a Jimmy Anderson It would bolster and help struggling nations. So what would happen there? The West Indies dip into the uh, international pool. Warner has retired or been um, dropped from the Australian setup. And what? David Warner goes over and plays in... For the West Indies, can't uh, you're looking at me like I've got two heads, and I probably don't Won't blame you. Happening. I don't blame you. Won't be happening. So just... <laughs> an international uh, test player pool. De Freitas, Pringle, of course. Remember Pringle? Mm. He was Derek bowling. Pringle, yes. Derek Phil... Pringle was about six foot eight, built like a tank. 
Derek and Pringle. bold military mediums. You, you would have thought, oh, no, this bloke would be 150, this bloke. Yes. He used to bowl little dinky outswingers. Brad's all over it. I don't know if he's looked it up, but he said Devon played the fourth test at Trent Bridge. I don't remember him in this particular. It's mm. funny the things that stick in your mind over the years. Really? Someone's texted in and said it was a Saturday night. I don't know how you remember that. <laughs> well, maybe that was why I was allowed to stay up on the beanbag. It wasn't a school night. So you, have you had a disc operation? No. From sitting in the beanbag as oh, a kid. It's funny, though. I've had a, my meniscus cut. I've had a lateral meniscus tear. And that, that, it's amazing what they do now with that keyhole surgery where they go in. But I had mine done by Julian Feller. And he put me under saying, don't worry, we're just going to trim away a little bit of the meniscus and you'll be fine. You know, I had it explained to me. It's the yep. cushioning pad. Yep. It's, it's important so it's not bone on bone. And I wake up. I'm still in the, the depths of the, um, the anaesthetic. And he says, oh, no, it was a bit worse than what we thought. It was real messy in there. I've had to cut away 80% of it. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, okay. And then it dawned on me as I sort of sobered up a couple of hours later. I was like, hang on, he's cut away all my money. Because the older you get, no it doesn't. That no blood gets in there to repair it. No. So once it's gone, in Nick Kyrgios's case, it's gone. Cool. He won't be getting it back. Mm-hmm. So, And there's been no, I don't think anyway, modern science developed yet to, to regenerate cartilage. I think they've been yeah. working on it for God knows how long. It never long. repairs. Once, no. once your cartilage is gone, it's gone. And that's why when you're younger and it's, and it's healthier, it's a, it's a um, they can stitch it back together and it can actually heal because they, they do want you to keep because it is your no, cushion. Not at our age, though, it doesn't. No, 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 yeah. correct. So, when, But when it's a, a health, healthier, more healthier Vibrant. tissue, yeah. um, they can stitch it back there. So if, if you're 18, they just... Put a couple of stitches in. Even and, then, I reckon it might heals. be too old, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, look, it might be. You may need to be a kid. Like a, but, but yeah, problematic and obviously such a complicated joint, isn't it? And that's where your issues come with, with knees and knee replacements. Bone on bone. Once all your yeah. meniscus is gone and you keep running or whatever, you're buggered. No, nah, well, I was running at the time and he said, look, you can keep... up and you're gone. He said, you can keep running marathons, but if you do, get prepared to have a, a knee replacement mm. when you're 40. And yep. I'm like, oh, geez, well, I'm not too keen on getting a knee replacement. Is that what got you on the bike? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did a plane... Were you a good bloke when you ran? Am I not a good bloke now? Well, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yes, I haven't met any, many good people that are cyclists. Gee whiz. Well, you did that's dump a... that bloke and just push him on the train that day. Jeez, you're harsh. Been... I can't believe you did that to that poor bloke out at Jeez. Ringwood or past Ringwood there. You just threw him in the train station. He collapsed. Jeez, you're harsh. You can be harsh sometimes. <laughs> uh, Defreitas, Pringle and Foster were all victims of Steve War in that magnificent innings. Mark Taylor also made a ton. Terry Alderman took 10 for the match. That's Sweens down in Morty, Morty Alec. Thanks, Sweens. SEM Breakfast is for the Kogan Money credit card. Packed full of value. A break. And after that, not another break, as Fonny would say, but a Kana Murray Bartlett, 150 consecutive marathons, if you don't mind. She's a runner. She like is her. a runner and a bloody good one. We'll have a chat to a car after this. I'm not keen on cyclists. I like the runners. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Well, if you happen to be driving past the tan track uh, yesterday at around 6 o'clock and you wondered why there was a gathering of people there in a crowd in attendance, it was because of our next guest. Yep. Uh, we've spoken to her before. We couldn't wait to get her back on. Her name is Akana Murray Bartlett. Uh, she's broken the women's world record for the most consecutive marathons. She's raised money for the Wilderness Society. She's run from Cape York to Melbourne, 150 consecutive marathons. And she wow. finished yesterday at 6 o'clock and she joins us back here at SEN. Akana, congratulations and thanks again for your time. Oh, good morning. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here. Now, I've seen some photos, but I haven't seen any vision. What was it like just finally 
achieving something I'm sure you spent so many hours thinking about out there on the roads uh, and along the coast uh, heading south from Cape York. Was it emotional for you or a relief or what was it? It was everything. So deliberately, um, I did about four or five laps of the town track to finish. And every single time I went past the start line, we had a new group of people join on. So every lap got more and more crowded, bigger and bigger. And then, yeah, we, we came down that final home stretch. There would have been yeah, all of my friends and family from all over the world there. It was very emotional. Well, I can't. I suppose you're out and about today. What are you doing? Uh, run another 20 or 30 to get rid of the lactic acid from in the last 150 days, what do you do? <laughs> Surprisingly, I'm back here on the tan now. I'm um, yeah, walking over to the uh, Oz Open as we speak. It's it's nice doing it just in regular shoes, not in runners, that's for sure. Oh, geez, I thought you were going to say you were going to do a few laps there and run, Akama. <laughs> no, no, I'm done for a long time. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> putting too. my feet up. <laughs> now, what was the end total? Because you were looking to raise money. I mean, your main priority and your main focus was to raise money to protect wildlife. Where did Where did we get to? Well, as of this morning, we're at 115000 So we're almost, my original goal was $10 per kilometre. I think we're almost at $20 per kilometre. So I'm absolutely stoked. I'm going to leave it open for a, for a little bit longer because um, there is some, some fundraising still to do. But yeah, I'm beyond proud of it. So for people who, who want to donate, who are listening this morning, who are just catching up with this, Akana, where can they do that? That's all through the website or through social. So it's tip to toe 2022. It's all going towards protecting all our national parks, wild places, and essentially at-risk wildlife. So it's a fantastic cause brilliant. all for the environment. Kind of brilliant stuff. And, and it, yes, fantastic cause. And everyone, please um, help out as, as best you can. What do you do now? Yeah, what's it feel like waking up this well, morning? Well, What's on for the next week? <laughs> this is the first morning in six months that I've woken up and I'm not running. So I actually am not sure what to do. I'm going to have energy in places I haven't had energy for a long time. I might, yeah, I think I'm for the start I'm just going to catch up with some friends and family and kind of process the whole thing and, yeah, catch my breath. Like what a, do you have something quite significant to eat because you know you don't have to sort of <laughs> run a – a marathon? You know, you what's your favourite food yeah. that you've been missing? What, well, what is it? I'm worried that if I eat what I'm usually eating, I'm going to put on 20 kilos yeah. very, very quickly. Um, so I'm going to probably go get an eggs Benny tail, something really rich that you can't really have when you're, when you're running. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's it, Not to say that I, I didn't love it. It was an amazing 150 days and I wouldn't change it for the world. But, yeah, my body's definitely screaming for a break. And I know we spoke last time you joined us about the feet. So how did the feet survive by the final day? I've got all my fingers and toes. I um, um, still have the calluses and they're still a little bit swollen. But, um, no, I think I think they'll survive. Now, and when it comes to world records and Guinness, I mean, what happens with that in terms of their, you know, validation of your achievement here? What goes into all that? Yep, so... As of today, I can finally hit submit. So I've been I've been putting in the the data and the evidence. It's quite it's quite a lot. You yeah. need logbooks, witnesses. You need the the map, the GPS, timestamps. Yeah, the whole list. Um, I couldn't verify it until today because they don't obviously accept the final number until you finish. So I have a long afternoon of <laughs> submitting maps and logbooks today, and then and then I can hopefully get that verification ASAP. And now you're as qualified as anyone. More qualified that if anyone gets any. Any player gets tired or fatigued at the Australian Open today, you're well within your rights to completely scoff at that. 
football. It is a very different sport. My my arm strength is pretty pretty minimal at the moment after just six months of running. But no, I am going to go and enjoy it. I love I love watching sport, particularly people who have supported me. So it's my turn to support other athletes. Just with the, your arm strength being down, just start with ponies. They're just the little five ounces, <laughs> and then go to a seven yeah. ounce, and then a pot, and eventually you'll oh, be you'll be into a pint before you know it. You know, my arms get sore cutting vegetables there that week at the moment. It's very oh, embarrassing. Jeez. Well, nothing embarrassing about what you've done, Akana. You're forgiven Brilliant. for being um, a, a little bit fatigued and a little bit tired. It's It's been an amazing performance, 150 consecutive marathons, the money raised for the Wilderness Society as well. Thanks for joining us again. And on behalf of everyone here at SEN, a big congratulations to you, Akana. Magnificent achievement. Enjoy, enjoy the rest and the downtime. Yes, I'm really glad that I didn't have today's weather yesterday. It's going to be 36 degrees today, so I dodged a bullet there. Magnificent. Akana Murray-Bartlett there, tip to toe 2022. You can donate now on the website uh, if you wish to do so. I'm going to change. One of our text messages has come in. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, from Vic. Yeah, said, that. said I'm handing out backhanders you know, to Gary, who isn't making an effort with people, and he's <laughs> going to be in the third row and not the front row. Um to you about your your cycling, that I, I had to go up the cyclist. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm, I'm, going to try, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be more positive from now on. Oh, yeah? Yep. Good. I'm going to, I'm, from now on, I'm going to be far more positive. Sounds like that's been a bit of an intervention there from Vic. So thank you, Vic, so for that like text. Cyclists, but... <laughs> Guys, I'm going in for a medial meniscus transplant at the end of the month. So I'm not sure how far we've come. Well, modern medicine is amazing. This is coming through off the text. Now, when I had mine cut out, that was it. There was no hope of anything else. But here's a medial meniscus transplant. Um, Simon's educating us with Cameron White. Had his stitch back together at 24. Missed 12 weeks long recovery. I can't imagine. He would have to stay so still for that to actually work. I, I can't imagine. Yeah, to knit, to, to to tie together. And coming back to Steve Wars 177 at Headingley, I'm told it was term two school holidays. <laughs> Again, mum and dad, they would never let me stay up beyond eight o'clock. I, mean, I don't know why they'd let me go, stay up moment. all night. The England attack consisted of Phil DeFreitas, Neil Foster, who? Phil yeah, Newport, Neil Double Who, Derek Pringle and Graham Gooch. And I was thinking about... Neil Foster played a lot of career for England. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is a text coming through from someone who hasn't listened to Essex opening bowler played a lot of cricket for England. Now, Graham opened the batting for England, didn't he, for a long period of time? Graham Gooch. Yeah. yeah. But he bowled those. Did a yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dad. He did do a yeah, 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 yeah. But he bowled those little gentle Dinky off-swingers. Yeah, yeah. Little, little outswingers. Up, little outswingers. Yeah. Little outswingers. What do you reckon he was bowling? About 120k an hour, do you reckon? No, it wouldn't have been 120. Not even You're that. Closer to 110. <laughs> and used to, because you had to make all the pace off him. You, couldn't get any pace Alex off Stewart, what he was doing. Alex Stewart, the keeper at the time, he would always be up at the stumps to him, oh, though, yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a strange little setup that. 100 kilometre dance. a lot of wickets. They they got wickets. Really? You know? Yeah. Because you'd relax. Right. Oh, Gucci. Take oh, him to the clubs. Cop this. Yeah. Nick out. <laughs> Uru. Yes. On your bike. Get involved. On not the that I like board. bikes, but on your bike. Yeah, well, I've got some. No, I'm not going to get far. I'm not going to take the bait on that. Uh, temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable No, just don't. Consumer's choice well, winner. You said to me in the break. No. You called me a low life. No, you I said didn't. You, you blokes are the scourge. No, you I said didn't. We, we take cars off the road. We're good for mental health. You gave me the whole, uh, I don't whole know. box and I don't dice know how, during the break. I don't break. know how we can be the scourge. We ease traffic. Congestion. We what do if, take traffic off the roads. We 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 embark on exercise and everything that's good for mental health. How can we possibly be well, the scourge? I'll tell you what. Every Saturday morning, I ride, I drive in here behind the Hawthorne Cycling Club, mm. and 
they usually have 50 to 60 riders. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, they've dropped off the face <laughs> of the earth. I followed them in last Saturday, there was six. Well, you know why six that is. Six with the HCC on their back, the yellow and brown Hawthorne Cycling Club gear mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. only six. So, mate, cycling's on the way out. No, that's like Johnny in Hawthorne. No, they're all down at Portsea. <laughs> Although they're the six that don't have the holiday homes in Blair Gary. <laughs> Our final break, Julian DeStoop coming up next.